BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Wednesday, June 28th, the cat is out of the bag and it's time to talk. AW Fight Forever, Jeremy Lambert is here, but he looks he looks real pretty. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Who's that? This is Lygia, who is very clearly thrilled to be, yes, hi, thrilled to be on the show today. She has forced me to apologize, Joel Pearl. Uh, this is from a long time ago where we talked about gifts on this show and I buried the cat for leaving not so great gifts. And <laughs> I have, yes, I have been chastised, reprimanded, uh, almost bullied, I would say, bullied into apologizing to the cat on air. So, you know, I'll do this. I'm a man. I'm 30. One of the kids has to tell me how old I am. 30 something. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. I'm I'm hey, I'm very sorry for burying your gifts. You are a great gift giver. Please do not scratch me in the face. Please don't do that. All right. I love you. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. I love you. Yes. I, all right. She's about to jump down and try to escape. There she goes. All right. Maybe somebody will let her out uh back into the wild and she'll be appreciative of that. Thank you everybody for Working through that uh, therapy session with myself and the cat. What are we doing on this show today? We're, we're clowning around is what I've been told. Yes. No, but there's no more clowning around, Jeremy. Oh, I don't think okay. you understand how serious uh, today really is for us. This is a, a very super yeah, serious day. Clearly, by that, end, by that start, two minutes into the show, we're super serious today, <laughs> clearly. Well, a new video game dropped this morning. Of course, everyone... Uh, is excited about AW Fight Forever, and we're going to have Mike Straw joining us at 10.30 a.m., Mike Straw from Insider Gaming. And, of course, you may have seen Mike around uh, the, the Fightful universe. He's going to be joining us again, 10.30 a.m., so in about uh, less than a half an hour time if you're watching us live here on Fightful Overbooked. The embargo lifted at 9 a.m. this morning, and the reviews are trickling in. Mike has a lot to say about the game, so hopefully you'll tune in and catch us. He also just tweeted out that when I join today, I may have some behind-the-scenes information on the game, why it came out when it did, and some other things. So just putting it out there, may have some scoops for you that you weren't going to get from anybody else. We're going to get it from Mike Straw first. Oh, very nice. I saw Sean was teasing some some stuff as well. Maybe that just came directly from, from Mike and then... 
<laughs> we don't we don't have to worry about uh, Fightful Select. Just get all the scoops here, but still sign up. Uh, Fightful Select, $5. $5, everybody. Go give Sean your money so he can continue to travel to London. And then after Mike finishes up with us at 11.15, you're right, Jeremy. We're, we're going to clown around, but we're not going to clown around because there's no more clowning around. Frank the Clown's joining us for more of your wrestling. It's going to be at 11.15 a.m. Eastern. Uh, he is the... Uh, I, I don't know if you want to call him the manager, the representative, the best pal. I don't know. But uh, he does represent Warrior Wrestling World Champion Casey Navarro, who, of course, Sean Ross Sapp did a, a full-length feature on not too long ago. And, of course, if you've seen Frank, you know who Frank the Clown is. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have Frank on today, and then we're, we're scheduled. Maybe I can spoil this, announce this, however you want to put it. Uh, scheduled to have Casey on uh, Friday. There you go. So we have... We have the the rep and the champ from Warrior Wrestling. They're going to be joining us. Uh, definitely Frank today, and then hopefully we'll confirm Casey uh, for 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 Friday. So that's looking forward. That's good. That's a good rest of the week, isn't it, Jeremy Lambert? I believe so. I believe we we've actually got our ducks in a row this week. Amazingly, typically we are very behind the eight ball on things and somehow they just work out for us uh one way or another but yeah this week we're actually a little bit prepared look at us look look at us look at us are we a draw look at us absolutely not no we're just two dorks doing this show no you know what though i was thinking to myself if we really were a draw someone would make us a logo not not gisberto gisberto is great but i a fan logo a fan logo that we can potentially commission then put on a t-shirt and sell on a Ooh. merch store. I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing out ideas. I maybe I'm manifesting. Maybe that's the word. I don't know. I'm just thinking up stuff, Jeremy Lambert. We I mean one, we should have merch. Sean likes this show for some reason. I don't know why. Because uh, he doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> he just shows up with his eggs every every now and again. Um which, which, by the way is great while he's in the UK because like what time is it there? It's mid-afternoon. No eggs in the well, I mean, you can have eggs anytime. They're delicious. But he's a little busy. So this is like the best possible week for us. If someone wants to make a logo. And the thing about like just putting it out there like that is like then we may have like multiple people and I wanna I, I want everyone to be compensated for their time. Is it like a contest? Is that how we build this like a logo contest that way everyone knows like okay i'm gonna do this and maybe there's a chance nothing happens but maybe there's a chance i win and yeah you'll we'll obviously pay you for it we pay everybody who does something on this channel but ourselves it's very sad but very true that's how we work i've thought this through yeah we're just spitballing here we we our guests are our guests are lined up for this week. Actual topics, what we're talking about, what we're doing, no plan. No idea what we're doing here. I had like 10 minutes before we went on the air, and, and I, I wrote something I don't even need. I'm gonna take that out of my notes. See, that's what I'm doing. I'm editing on the fly. That's just what I do. I for some reason I wrote written down. I can't even speak today. I'd written down Ricky Starks, and I don't think I meant to write Ricky Starks in my notes. So there we go. You should write. Everyone should should have Ricky Starks Listen. in in their notes. Should I message Ricky and be like, "Hey, want to come on this show right now?" <laughs> Actually, yes. He's in Hamilton, so it's not like he's up to anything else. Like, let's face it: if you're in Hamilton, you ain't there's nothing going on. Let's uh, get let's attack a couple super chats here right off the bat. Pro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you. Says it's Frank the Clown, yo. I mean, hey, feel the way you feel. I'll tell you this much: Warrior Wrestling's in the chat, and they ain't feeling that way. They're just. 
You're just excited to have Frank talk about something. <laughs> I'm looking forward to, to Frank. I've never, never interacted with Frank. I don't quite know what to expect. You guys are billing this. Like this is going to be, I don't know. We're in for, uh, we're in for some shenanigans here. We don't, we don't tolerate any shenanigans on this show. No, not at all. And then Dan S and D said for the, for the cat, for the weeds, great card today. Well, thank you. Oh uh, man, do I got to pay the cat now? That's yeah. unfortunate. What's the cat's book? Treats. I need treats. <laughs> Popping five people with that. That's all. That's all. Five people popped a bit. That's fine. They're important people. Hey, by the way, you all are important to us. So why don't you go ahead, leave a thumbs up on the video if you haven't already, and subscribe to us here at Fightful Over Books because that will get us a little bit closer to the lofty goals that I have for this channel, which include surpassing the main Fightful channel. You think well, we can get to 90,000 subscriptions? It's a very lofty goal. Yeah, it is. It's a very, very lofty goal. No, we're going to do it. Well, uh, listen, while we wait for Mike Straw, let's uh, let's just dive into a little bit of news that broke yesterday afternoon. Uh, we, we talked about the press conference at, at uh, AW Forbidden Door. We talked about Brian Danielson coming out in the cast and being like, probably six to eight weeks. We think it's this. But it turns out maybe a little bit worse than we thought. Brie uh, Garcia, Daniel's, uh, sorry, Brian's wife. Uh, I, I sometimes I, there's so many names, man. Anyway, uh, she posted on her Instagram the uh, the X-ray, and the X-ray looks like a clean break of that wrist. Uh, might add some time. We don't know. Clean breaks are usually a good thing, believe it or not, when it comes to healing process. But uh, yeah, Brian Danielson uh, not only had a little bit worse of an injury than expected, but also uh, wrestled on it for an extra ten minutes. Uh, what do you think when you uh, when you saw this news, Jeremy? I think that man is the goat for wrestling with a broken forearm for 10 extra minutes and tapping out Kazuchika Okada. That's goat level stuff right there. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to pretend to be a doctor on this. He, he gave the diagnosis. What an hour after the match happened, like probably an hour after like he knew it was injured in some way. And he even said, this is why Brian is, is the best. He's very well-spoken and he's very smart. He knows how to phrase things. He said, I think it's fractured. We think it's fractured. I expect to miss six to eight months. Didn't know fully. You're not going to fully diagnose that thing an hour after the match until you do have the X-ray and everything. So he had the X-ray. Yeah, Brie Garcia, the former Brie Bella, uh, posted the X-ray. And she said, like, it, it's worse. It's worse than we thought. Um, does that mean he's going to miss extra time? Was she just talking about like the, the break was worse. We just thought it was kind of fractured. That was clearly cleanly broken. Uh, if you see the X-ray, so, you know, th- is she talking about the break? Is she talking about missing time? We're not sure yet. Again, not a doctor. Don't know how this stuff work. It, do you just put him in a cast for eight weeks and he's fine. Do you have to go in there, do surgery, put a screw in there. He's got the Titanic plate in his forearm. Now, like, I, I don't know how this is going to work. Let's, let's backtrack a little to six to eight weeks. That would have put him right at all in. If it was the maximum of eight weeks, that would have been okay. He'll be back. He'll hopefully be able to wrestle for all in. If it's a little bit worse, let's say it has to miss 10 weeks, that would take him out of all in and all out, potentially. 
Is Brian Danielson crazy enough to still wrestle on those shows, even if he's not fully healed? So it's a, it's actually a really good question to ask. Sorry, I'm about to cough. But there's a reason why we ask it. And, and, and it's because Brian is crazy enough, but in the same breath, we'll go into a press conference praising medical and saying, we're going to take as much time as we need in order to feel better. I don't know if that's Brian paying lip service in some ways or if he is really thinking ahead to his future beyond wrestling because there is there's a lot on his plate right now professionally speaking outside of wrestling he's he is a dad he has two young children his his wife is very successful as well but you know the, they're both very driven creative people and I don't know and I'm not going to certainly not going to speak for him I don't know where his head is at when it comes to the healing process. And if he decides that he's ready in eight weeks, doctors clear him. Does that mean that he's going to want to be back in those eight weeks? Or is he just going to be ready to, uh, to, you know, wait, wait it out and then miss those two big shows all in and all out. There's uh, there's a lot on the table, but there's um, no real answer as to how long this will take. And we don't have, but we will we'll have nothing for at least another God, a, another few weeks i'd have to assume till he sees a doctor proper about timeline is surgery on the table yeah i right i I was about to say like are they gonna have to do surgery yeah i don't know what this means for how long he's going to miss if it's going to be more than what he estimated an hour after the injury which was six to eight weeks my thoughts on him being potentially crazy enough to wrestle at all in and all out is you, you make a good point about him praising medical staff and after the show and trying to keep everybody safe. You you also brought up um, on Monday's show the convulsion spot, which I was not a fan of, but that could have been done to basically communicate the injury to the doctor, to communicate it to Okada, to communicate it to the referee as well. So clearly he wants to, you know, maybe instead of doing that spot, he they could have just continued the match. He could have just kind of told the ref who told Okada, but instead he wanted the medical team kind of in there to inform them of everything. So it does seem like there is a very high level of respect for the medical team and keeping him in particular safe. Danielson, I listen to a lot of Brian Danielson podcasts. At some point in my lifetime, I will have a podcast with Brian Danielson. Manifest, manifest, manifest. Um, If you listen to the podcast, you hear him talk about just his quality of life outside of wrestling. You know, he's a father. He he wants to be there for his children. He wants to be there for his wife. I think there's a reason why we did not see Brian Danielson wrestle basically from Revolution to this match against Okada. He did the Anarchy in the Arena match. That's it. That from Revolution to the Okada, the only match he did was Double or Nothing. And you got to think prior to this, he was wrestling every single week on television in the buildup to the MJF match. And he always thought, I'm going to wrestle on dark. I'm going to wrestle on those shows don't exist anymore, but you know, I'm going to wrestle here, here, here. I'm going to wrestle every single week. He took all that time off after the MJF match only did anarchy in the arena. And I think he doesn't want to just not be able to have a catch with his children. He wants to continue to, to be able to play with him. There, there's a podcast he did. And I, I apologize that I, I forget the name of it. Um, but he talks about like, just kind of like playing around on the floor with his kids coming off like an injury and stuff. And he's like, sometimes I just can't do it. 
And like, I just had to like get up and walk away and just like rest. And he's like, I feel bad because I'm not able to have those moments at that moment with my children because I'm just so banged up and beat up. So all of that time back to wrestling, I don't think Brian Danielson is crazy enough to want to do these shows if he's not able, if he thinks it's going to affect his further quality of life. Is it possible that he's like, you know what? Maybe we do a tag match. I can keep it safe. I can do a couple of things. I'll go out there and do it. Yes, it's big shows. I could also see him being like, I can't give the fans 1000% Brian Danielson. I'm not going to try to just go out there and do a tag match and get through this. Like if I can't give them, you know, top level American dragon stuff, I would just rather not go out there and do it at all. And I'd rather save myself for when I can give them that it's a, uh, no, I, I don't know how the man's thinking, but I'm, I'm just kind of spitballing on how, what, what I know based on what, what I've heard about everything. There's an even, there's an extra layer on this as Fightful Select reported. And as we've talked about July 19th, TD garden in Boston, presumably it's blood and guts. Tony Khan even kind of alluded to it in the press conference that a big thing has come to TD. Uh, if it's Blackpool Combat Club and the elites, you just lost a member of Blackpool Combat Club who would have been a major player in that match. So you've got to find people to replace him with or do a, a fewer people in the Blood and Guts match than you traditionally would. Uh, that is, again, even with the injury when it was just a six to eight week conversation, uh, Brian would have been out for that because... Yeah. That's a, it's what, three weeks away, blood and guts, potentially, the, this July 19th show. Uh, so that's, that's just another, uh, another thing that they're going to have to work around is how do you tell, how do you tell the story? Who do you bring in or who do you not use in this case to, uh, to get through this blood and guts? And we, and again, we still don't know how Kenny Omega is doing. I, I know a lot of people have been talking about the, the, the spot and I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. I don't, I will say as much as this. When we got to the press conference, there were wrestlers walking back and forth. I did see Kenny wheeling out his bags. He looked fine. I'm not saying that he's totally fine and nothing's wrong, but I will say like he was up on his own doing his thing, walked out for like the, the two seconds I saw him pass the door. He looked fine. Hopefully that's the case. And hopefully He's not, you know, he's not any more banged up than he normally is, but uh, that's just kind of my, my, my take on that. But we're going to lose Brian for that match, most, almost certainly. Uh, unless he's some act of God, he comes out and he is Superman and he is instantly healed. That is uh, super, very crazy. That, uh, a different level of crazy if Brian Danielson is wrestling in blood and guts because even without that x-ray, he said six to eight weeks. And yeah, that's in three weeks. Um, again, I I don't think he's going to push all of that. I, I think that he realizes of like, no, I have a life beyond wrestling and I need to keep my body preserved for that. He's been through a lot too. Like when you talk about like all the injuries, all just the ups and downs of professional wrestling, the the years that he spent in wrestling, like he has just been through a lot. And again, listening to enough podcasts with him, it's he clearly values the life outside of wrestling, and he's put a lot more value on that over this last year, based on just based on what what I've heard when it comes to 
just listening. He even said, um, he even said when he signed with AEW, I believe it was like a three-year deal, which uh, would come up next year. He, he said like, this is probably like my last kind of full-time contract because, you know, after this, like, yeah, I'll still like do some matches and stuff, but I just don't know if I can go at a full-time level anymore. And, you know, we're talking, we're less than two years into the, the three-year deal of that. And, you know, he's suffered some more injuries off of this. So I imagine that probably shortens his thinking of, oh, like I really should scale it back if I'm even going to get another year out of this going at the level that I want to go to. Or he's Brian Danielson, he's a crazy person, and he's like, all these injuries, I'm adding adding my own injury time to my line of thinking, and now I'm going to come back and give you another full year of Brian Danielson. Okay, I'm gonna. I would be remiss if I didn't do my due diligence and say this. Cody Rhodes taught me how to lie. I love to lie. I am not out here saying that Brian Danielson isn't injured in some way. What if? And I'm throwing it out here with absolute reckless speculation. I have no. zero clue. What if the X-ray was just a, a red herring, and it really still is six to eight weeks, and that's it? You don't think so at all? I'm not I'm not buying that at all. I'm just what and that's fair I'm posting but... fake x-rays to do angles now no we're working the marks. The wives are out here working the marks. No. I, I put it I put it out there just because um it will inevitably become someone's talking point and I just I want to just get it out of the way. Mm. I, okay, I understand you're you're just kind of devil's advocating here. I don't think you actually believe they're posting fake X-rays. All right, good. Do, let's clear that not. up. No, okay. I do not believe that. All right, no, I don't. I don't think that we are we're doing uh we're doing fake X-rays here for this. That's just that's honestly stupid. That's just very stupid. Like, unless you're going to address that on television, like that's all you're working. You're working these small level of hardcore who are just online and this this goes back to our bigger conversation of like you know uh casual fans hardcore casual fans just wrestling casual fans like you don't need to do all of that that's stupid that's very dumb he's out we know he's hurt okay you don't need to be like oh he's hurt worse because of an x-ray fake x-rays oh my god what are we doing that and i agree that is absurd they just did it with cody though with his injury uh with the pec injury they did it with john cena once upon a time with the uh, his bicep injury, um, again, like that was said, real playing, though. Okay, so okay. I am playing devil's advocate. Yes, I am absolutely playing devil's advocate. I do not believe that the X-ray is uh, is a fake or that she just went on the internet and found one. I'm I'm literally putting it out there to play devil's advocate. But yeah, that's where my brain is. Now I'm in a Google broken, broken forearm <laughs> X-rays. And see if I can find this exact photo that they may have used on this. <laughs> I don't well, see one that has like they they, they might have gone deep into the Google archives here to Google image archives because based on the early returns, I don't see this exact photo that was used. I love that we're doing this right now. Ryan Sullivan, by the way, sent a super chat. Oh, we'll get to the other one. Uh, Danielson thinks he's tough, but I guarantee Jeremy has worked with a headache before. 
I've worked with COVID before. I was like under the weather COVID and I did a show. So, yeah. yeah. And I will actually pull up his chat underneath that. We need to find out how long it takes for a normal person to heal. And then we can cut it in half for a wrestler. Not sure why this works, but it does. Hey, listen, we've seen it a million times. It's just the way it yeah. goes. Yeah. I mean, look, wrestlers have some type of healing power on them. They're, they're obviously built different for many reasons. But I think, I think Danielson... I, I'll, I'll say this to, to put a bow on things because Mike's going to join us here in a couple of minutes um, to, to put a bow on this. Whatever Danielson, however hurt he is, whatever he decides to do as a wrestling fan, right? as a person, I hope he does what's best for him. As a wrestling fan, I hope he is okay enough to compete at All In and all out because I would hate for him to miss both of these shows. And if he's not okay, that's completely fine. That's that's he needs to take care of himself first and foremost, as a wrestling fan, I do hope that it is six to eight weeks. He is able to make it back by all in and all out. And he can have big matches on both of those shows because he's the goat. Why wouldn't I want to see him in both of those settings? And I also just think he, deserves that to to be part of both of those shows considering that he's the best ever yeah and again we 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 send our our positive vibes and our thoughts to uh to the danielson family to uh to brian and to brie and to the kids and hopefully it's a quick uh, a quick recovery listen six to eight weeks would be a godsend but i guess we'll find out uh, in the coming weeks as to what we're looking at with brian's injury because uh yeah, started one way and it has certainly taken a left turn into a completely different space, hasn't it? <laughs> Brian Danielson, if you need anything, please reach out. I will send you all the tree sperm that you need so you can get healthy. I heard that a tree sperm a day keeps the doctor away. So I, I will send you whatever kind you like. You like Red Delicious, you like the Granny Smith, you like the organic, whatever you need, Brian I'll send it to you. I'll be there. I'll fly to Seattle or Arizona, wherever you're living at now. Uh, I'll be there for you, Brian. I'm here for you, Brian. I want you back. I want you healthy. And let's do a podcast together. I feel like he wouldn't want the apple because then the doctors stay away. I guess so. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. You want it, you want to be checked in on the doctor, but maybe like that helps you like heal better though. Like we keep the doctor away and we just heal naturally. Brian's probably into like the natural healing type of thing. He's probably in like the hyperbaric chamber every single night. And that gives you like some Wolverine powers and stuff. Uh, he's probably like hiking and, and everything. He's I'm sure he's doing all, all the, all the exercises and everything you need to do. Put them in. Uh, what, what are they? All the, the gimmicks, the, uh, the water tubes. That's how you preserve everything freeze them in ice like he's in Sino man or something and then like the i assume like by being frozen in ice like your bones will naturally just like come together because you're so frozen that everything just like snaps into place or just morphs into place i movies bro science he's just, bitch he's just sitting on his computer being like adamantium <laughs> how to inject and breeze just like you know, it's not real. And he's like, but it can be. Anyway. <laughs> uh, he's going to be reading five books at a time while all of this goes on. He's going to be so, so much smarter than all of us, and he already is. Well, our first guest is smarter than all of us when it comes to gaming especially. Uh, from Insider Gaming, here to talk about AEW Fight Forever. 
we got a real reviewer on our hands. Mike Straw is here. Hello, Mike Straw. Hello, hello, hello. I got my oh. coffee. I'm ready to go. I'm, I, I actually, I'm in my feels today because 18 years ago today, the Andy Milinakis show debuted on MTV, and I'm like, it's no way it's been 18 years since 2005. <laughs> We're all old, man. We're all old. It's very sad. <laughs> people, people born in like the '90s are now making me very upset because I'm old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we found out over the weekend that Joel thought I was way older than I am, so it's great. No offense. Do you want to reveal your age here on the air, Mike? Show? Uh, yeah, I'm only 32. <laughs> that sounds about right. I thought you were probably a little bit older too. Yeah, yeah I, I got my 33rd birthday is in a month and a half. I'm ready for nothing everybody buy <laughs> nice things for mike straw he'll post he'll post his amazon wish list or something i'm yeah, sure <laughs> it's all got just i need new lighting that's that's what it's got i need i want recessed lighting in my house that's what i want perfect <laughs> that's what that's my age at this point well you made it home from from toronto i got to uh, hang out with you and your and your wife at forbidden door uh had, had a nice uh had a nice time meeting y'all uh now it's time to talk about the game yeah not triple h i'm talking about aw fight forever <laughs> to be honest i'd rather spend this entire time talking about triple h and his, wow. current, and his wow. current career so <laughs> so let's let's just set this up for people uh mike was with us when the last wwe game dropped he joined us on twitch as we played along in so far that we sat for 30 minutes watching a hell in a cell match that kept glitching out and we were talking about triple a gaming uh Mike, right off the bat, IGN gave it a six out of ten this morning. Um, the reviews are coming in. Give us give us your initial thoughts, just your overhead thoughts to start. Uh, I think IGN was generous. Um, the gameplay is fun, but there's nothing there to keep you more than like maybe two weeks of playing this game. No matter how, like that that's the elevator pitch of the review, the tagline. Two weeks and you're done. <laughs> you, a Bill Goldberg match lasts longer than your enjoyment with this game. I go ahead. I've, I've played it. I've played it as well. Um, and like I don't fully disagree. I really do love the core gameplay. It's very fun. I I've already gone through Road to the Elite. Like that did not take me that long, and I don't have much reason to like go through it again feels like you're just playing kind of the same thing again um and then the creator mode is pretty basic uh you, you if you want like full level detail on stuff you're probably not going to get a lot of that there's no community creations you can't share this nope. stuff either so that you know you got to go it's very you know they want to create a game for the old school gamers you got to go online game game faqs and be like all right, now you do the slider over to 12 and then, all right, head 28 for See, this. That's the thing. It's even <laughs> deep. It's not even that deep. There are no sliders. Yeah. There's nothing. The creation suite, like Sean had reported on it. Um, I had reported on it for the past, what, year plus about how limited this creation suite was going to be. And it was worse. It is worse than even I was told uh, it was going to be. Like, it's just, there's nothing. Like, there's eight faces you can choose from for male wrestlers, four for women. There's 17 different, um, or there's three body types or four body types, 17 different, like, lower body attire. It, 
it's there's nothing like you you're not creating any wrestlers that don't look like generic uh people that you'd find in a story mode i saw the roman reigns creation somebody tried and it was like it was a great jason momoa creation like fantastic (laughs) jason momoa like if you had told me they created jason momoa i was like oh man you can do some really good stuff on this but they're like no this is roman reigns like oh all right that's not so good yeah (laughs) it's like the gameplay, the core gameplay, like you said, it's fun. It's over the top, which I enjoy. Yes. There are a lot of bugs right now that need to be patched and fixed, like wrestlers clipping through the ring. Uh, my very first match in the game, I had posted a picture of it maybe like 20 minutes ago or so. My very first match, I did Omega and Starks, and Omega glitched into the ring. <laughs> and the only way I got out of the ring is I kept taunting until he just popped out. <laughs> uh so i'm like all right good 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 start this is how we're gonna happen and then there's ladder matches where you fall off the ladder and your guy will go through the the ring apron or your your wrestler will flick around the screen mid punch the weapons they disappear they go through your body and don't register contact like there's these little things that just take you out of the fun which really bothers me because at the end of the day i don't care if the creation suite's limited even if the story mode is repetitive the gameplay has to be top notch for me to be invested. And there's a lot of bugs that need to be addressed. Also, it launched without one of the advertised game modes. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Which one was that? Stadium Stampede is not in the game. Oh. They're teasing it. But it's not launched. It's not part of the, the build that at least we got pre-launch it might come out maybe in a week or today i don't know but it's not part of the game we think we're thinking that oh you got to play through all the road to elite you unlock it with the the stories the little blocks no you unlock like uh brody lee and paul white through doing that type of stuff you don't unlock stadium stampede there was uh there were images that came out about stadium stampede and that it's so it's not in the build of the game that you got no, nope. I, I definitely don't have it. Okay. I mean, as like an unlockable, I know that we were talking about like trying to unlock in different ways and like nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. There I didn't are... even realize it was advertised. Yeah. It was part of the, the storefront listings and everything as far as one of the match types. And even when I reached out, because when they announced the match types, I noticed trios matches were not involved despite being heavily part of AEW TV. And they're like, well, we have some great matches, including Stadium Stampede in my response from AEW Games. And I'm just like, okay, cool. Because you can't get more than four wrestlers on the screen in 2023. That's still a Ukes thing. 
Yeah, the you know, battle royal. Uh, I, I've heard the battle royal, and yeah, it's just four people at, at a time. On you got to wait till somebody gets eliminated before you know the next person comes out. And I was like, wait, what? What are we doing? We can't get more people on on this thing. No. The ladder match is only one on one. Like yeah. the ladder match is only one on one, which is uh, I would have like preferred. Uh, I mean, I was going to say another last time they had a one on one ladder match, but it was just Christian and Wardlow uh, at double or nothing. But typically, AW likes their multi man ladder matches. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think how many ladder matches had we had one on one. You had what Guevara and Cody? Didn't you have? Yeah. Andrade and Cody as well. Uh, I don't know. That was a ladder match. No, that was that wasn't flaming match. table match. <laughs> that was a flaming table. <laughs> he did that ladder match. That was the the post COVID ladder match. That was Cody's last one, wasn't it? Yeah, I could have sworn that, that was, was a ladder match. But yes, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mike said Andrade um, and Cody. Yeah, for some oh, reason sorry, I thought Andrade and, oh, and Cody yeah. had a ladder match, but I sorry, might just sorry. be losing my mind. Uh, so yeah, you're right. They don't really do one one, but. It's just, yeah, it, it gets repetitive, the match types. I know they are going to be adding more. I doubt they're going to be able to, depending on what they do, there's no way in my mind I think they add matches with more than four people. So trios matches, I don't really expect. I'd be surprised if Ukes managed to uh, get that. That would be very unfortunate because as, as we've talked about, trios matches are, they have titles, they have trios championships. And- AW, like you, you probably want to have some some trios on there. Um, a couple questions from from the chats, and uh, both Mike and I will answer this. Uh, I think it's a question from from Dan. It says, do wrestlers feel different in the game? What do you think, Mike? I, for the most part, they kind of all feel the same. Um, there's no difference to me playing as a uh, as a Cody Rhodes. Versus playing as a Kenny Omega, versus even playing as a Britt Baker. Um, that's my that's my biggest uh, thing. Like a lot of them feel feel the same. It's a very outdated game as well, as far as gimmicks and stuff like that. Like Statlander, still the alien, Anna J in the Dark Order, um, Babyface Luchasaurus, you know all that fun stuff. But yeah, the the wrestlers they all feel like. You're not really picking different. You're picking based on the move sets as opposed to and how they and who you like as opposed to oh this guy plays this way differently versus this guy. Like, I mean, everybody seems to have, and I haven't played as everybody on the roster, but everybody seems to have a springboard move. Everybody I've played with has, has top rope jumps. Where you know in other games, granted, again, this is supposed to be more on the arcade style, so I get it and I'm okay with it. It's just some sort of difference I'd like. In, in how everybody feels in the ring. Also, I'm all with, the arenas are out of date, so that's fun too. I'm I'm with <laughs> you on the like the presentation. You know, it, it is out of date. Like the dynamite has the the two tunnel uh gimmick, which you know I know people like and stuff, but the presentation part of that is it's very dated because it was delayed for for so long. And so that can that's an element that can kind of just take you out of it. You just feel like you're playing an older game right off the bat and so it just doesn't feel as fresh just on presentation alone yeah. uh, as far as the as far as the wrestlers go you can definitely tell there's some differences in in obviously the moves uh, wrestlers do have some some signature moves like orange cassidy can do this law style hands and pockets uh gimmick yeah. and 
uh, you know, depending on who you use, I mean, most wrestlers in AW do have a springboard move and two coats the top. <laughs> so that's why it feels like everybody. Okay, maybe in the it's game, just the most realistic game ever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it feels like everybody in the game can can do that. Um, but it does have like different. Uh, 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 I think they call it traits. Where it's like, yeah. oh yeah, certain wrestlers can do this and certain wrestlers can't do this. So they try to differentiate when it comes to that. I think for the most part, you're getting like this wrestler wrestles kind of how this wrestler would wrestle in real life. Um, one thing that it doesn't take me out of it. I don't have too big of an issue with it, but I can see if you are looking for more of a, a realism type thing. I wrestled uh, Paul White last night as part of the road to the elite and like you can just like toss him around like he's any type of cruiserweight and i know in like the the older like no mercy uh wrestlemania games like they did kind of have that weight balance there to where like oh a smaller guy will struggle to pick up the bigger guy type of thing and it doesn't appear that that's there um at least on again this is one match maybe i need to play it a little bit more and and figure it out but like yeah paul white you could just he basically he's gonna wrestle like just a toss him around like he's just some some cruiserweight i had danielson just body slamming him like it was nothing out there i, I like, mean oh, to be okay. fair it is brian danielson he i mean true yeah absolutely true but there, there, there's, there's somebody way- i know i don't know i don't know who said it but i'm like imagine not believing brian danielson ain't the effing goat <laughs> i don't know so Smart i mean <laughs> Smart whoever, yeah <laughs> but there does there doesn't appear to be like a weight balance there and i know that might take some people out of it is like all right yeah. if i can just like wrestle paul white as a cruiserweight we got to have like a little bit of realism in there right yeah. um and then uh frantic world asked will future updates and dlc keep people playing the game i think I, yeah the, the dlc is interesting i still find it hilarious that matt hardy was a pre-order bonus but jeff is on the the, the base roster um <laughs> it, the whole thing like it the way the game came out and this is where i tease like behind the scenes stuff so the game was scheduled to come out around forbidden door because originally they wanted it launched around uh full gear last year then it was february this year then it was going to be double or nothing this year and then they finally settled on all right we got to get this out june so what i found out over the last like 48 hours or so is that there were cases of some people, I'm not sure who exactly, but some people behind the scenes wanted this game. Like they wanted every bug like squashed and kind of like that. We'll wait until it's perfect type of thing. But then eventually it got overpowered. One of the people that overpowered the vote was Kenny Omega, who's worked hand in hand or overruled. Wanted the game out because people were tired of waiting. They knew they knew they had to hit because one, the game was already outdated and the longer it waited, the more outdated it became. So it, Basically, from what I was told, got pushed out because they needed the game out. Uh, and things with Ukes have gotten better on a relationship standpoint, but I, it's not where it's not where if I were to put money on it today, where I think this relationship continues past a couple more years. Um, I would think if another one comes out, they move on to a different developer. Uh, it might change while they work on DLC and updates, but it's. I think there's just a different ideology and desire of what they want the franchise to be but i think the problem is uh avocado toast and veganism yeah that i I, that popped me i was talking about it weekend when i was with joel the fact that one of the first options you get loading is like are you 
you a vegetarian diet or not yeah. vegetarian? <laughs> and then they still give me avocado toast when I chose non-vegetarian. I'm like, no. Or DC, widely renowned for their pizza. Okay. I would- I went to Philly and, you know, I'm, I'm vegetarian. And they're just like, yeah, of course, Philly cheesesteak. Just here. Here you go. Load up <laughs> on, on this Philly cheesesteak, even though you picked your vegetarian. Like, yeah, like they try to be cute with, oh, hey, non-vegetarian or vegetarian. But then it's it clearly has no bearing on the game because you're just given your uh, staples of whatever the city is uh, in the in the road to the elite thing. So it's a cute little thing of like, haha, cool. But again, no bearing on the actual game, which if you're going to do something like that, at least like pretend it matters a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like there's, there's a few things in, in Road to the Elite that does that. The whole you start out Casino Battle Royal, but no matter what, you're the first entrant. They give yes. You that, OK, thank you. They give you I that. Give- Three, I did three picks of this, and I got the two of spades yep. every you single time. Always get the two of spades. They give you that and false I'm... sense of uh, of randomness and yeah, unpredictability. I... And I was laying. It was actually I realized this after Forbidden Door. I laid in bed after Forbidden Door, listening to the the scrum, and I'm playing. I'm like, wait a minute, I got two of spades again. So I immediately quit and restarted <laughs> the game. Started another one. I got two of spades. Did it one more time. Like this. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> see, that is where, so I, I've only played through Road to the Elite once, but I tried it twice. I started off as one and then only did like one match and then played it again. Um, and then I did the gimmick thing again, just to see if it was two of spades and it was. So yeah, you start off at, at two of spades, no matter what. This is what I mean about like replayability with it is like, there's just not a whole lot because you do like cut scenes and everything and you interact with wrestlers and everything. But you don't actually make choices. And like because you don't make choices, it's just like you just kind of go through it and you just play however you know the the diagram is that you're going to play it. The fact that you know like here's some spoilers for, for people. I apologize. I'm gonna spoil Road to the Elite for you. One of the first little angles that you minutes. <laughs> One of the first angles that you do is you're you do a, a coexisting tag team with uh, I love, somebody that has to be a rib because <laughs> of the trolling online of can they coexist constantly? There's no way in my mind that wasn't intentionally done as the first thing you do. <laughs> so, so you do a you do a coexisting tag team and you go through and you win the titles or you don't win the titles, I guess. Uh, but you win the titles and then. It, it turns into a thing of like, oh, I'm the person who stole your luggage. The, the tag team partner stole your luggage. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm either going to get to choose to like turn on this man or I'm going to get to choose to like be his friend and we're going to continue to defend the tag team titles. It's like, no, you just turn on him and then that whole story is dropped and you just move on to the next thing and you're still the tag team champions apparently. So there's yeah. no... It, there's no resolution just, to anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, hey, what's like a four-week story we can play out in this video game where you don't actually have a say over anything and, and what's the next four week thing it's very, very again there's not a lot of replayability with that what bothers me too uh and this goes one the women's roster is sh- shit uh in the game but the fact that in uh road to the elite there is one women-centric story in one block and it's the first thing. If you pick a woman to go through Road to the Elite, it's gonna it'll pop up. It's gonna it's in the Road to All Out, where you go for the women's title. After that, you are facing men. 
you are in the men's centric storyline and it doesn't matter who you are. It's, it's all men, um, which fine. I like the idea of intergender matches in the video game. It's fun taking Britt Baker and just beating the holy hell out of Adam Cole because it's funny to me, <laughs> but the idea that it's, it's like AEW television. They have one small section per the show to dedicate to women. And that's all you're getting. Um, and it bothers me. Uh, I would love like to see at least a couple more um, female centric storylines, but it, it again goes to like, they, they just, you play through it. There's, it doesn't really feel like it's branching. Like you don't really know, like your, your wins and losses didn't, you never feel like losing your matches yeah. impacted anything. Like intentionally losing all the way through, you're still going to end up at, at, at all out facing your tag partner. Like, it doesn't seem to matter. And it's just, there's certain things that I like, but I don't like, like granted all the backstage, everybody wears the same t-shirts from whatever city they're in. Um, you get these random seg segments with Kenny Omega talking about Christian. I was Christian in one of them <laughs> talk about, Oh, you might have a chance in this industry kid. And like, okay, pretty sure he's older than you, but okay. Um, though Christian does get hurt a lot. In nine weeks, he got hurt seven times for me. Nine weeks, seven injuries. <laughs> my my first my first in the casino battle royale was a uh, CM Punk, and it got hurt in that match. And I was like, oh, eh, was it, was it a foot injury? It. No, it was a it was a shoulder injury. Actually, it was a you know might have been triceps injuries. <laughs> so. so it's funny you bring that up. That's the only injury that Christian's gotten: seven shoulder injuries. <laughs> Maybe that's the only injury in the game. <laughs> now it's bothering me. Now I'm going to go in and try and get injured. Uh, <laughs> you can always suffer shoulder injuries. And then he just has some avocado toast, visits the trainer, and he's all healthy. Yeah, he's fine. It's all good. Good it's thing it wasn't fun. more serious, uh, which is what they say every single time you go to the trainer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's just a lot with that game where it's enjoyable in spurts, but it's hard for me to sit there and go, you know what? A couple weeks from now, by mid-July, I'll be playing it still. No, I'll be back in 2K23 modding the hell out of that game and playing my universe mode with AEW creations. Yeah, I think if... I haven't, I haven't played online yet. Um, I don't know how the online like holds up. I know there's no cross-platform play or anything like that. So, Despite like, Kenny Omega saying in an interview there was. <laughs> if you're, you know, if if... You have a PlayStation, you better hope all your friends have a PlayStation to, to play. So I don't know how the online is. That's, I, I think, like where a lot of the replayability will probably come if you just play it online with your friends. Because um, otherwise, like if you're just a, a solo gamer, which I largely am, uh, there's just not a whole lot to kind of keep you coming back to it. Whereas with, with WWE 2K, and I know it's a game that's had years of uh, creation and development and everything. I'll play different universe modes and just book or be a GM mode and just like book all day and have fun, have a bunch of fun with yep. that. Whereas yeah, AW with fight forever, like, all right, cool. I can like keep just doing singles matches, but after a while, once you've kind of used everybody on the roster, there ain't much to, to I go think on that's the biggest omission that. from uh fight forever is there's not a sandbox mode. Yeah, and most games nowadays to keep you really invested, you need that sandbox mode. I mean, I look at a game, uh, Wrestling Empire, M. Dicky. My God, oh, those, you play his that games. Part. His games have been around for a couple decades now, and I will still like 
just I'll dive in and I'll spend hours playing that because of just how free everything is. Granted, a lot lesser of a budget, a lot cruder looking game, but <laughs> um, but that's still like the sandbox mode is what keeps you keeps people coming back, especially this day and age, being able to have that control. And yeah, once you get through all of the storylines in, in Road to the Elite, like you get through a run in what, a couple hours, like three hours, you can get through a run. Um, and then you do it again and again. But yeah, how many times are you going to want to play the same, oh, can they coexist storyline? Yeah, for, for people who may not know what sandbox mode is, can you just give a quick overview, Mike? Yeah, uh, basically whatever you want to do, you can do. Think of universe mode in, in WW2K or anything in Minecraft. If you can think it, you can make it within the limitations of the game. So that, that's that's what I mean, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, and uh, Louis in the chat asking, uh, what? how are the minigames? So you uh, start out with three. Yeah. And shout out to Matt Black because apparently I'm stupid of (laughs) WrestleZone because I was sitting there going, I can't believe there's only three damn games at launch. He goes, you have to buy them and from the shop after you unlock them. I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. (laughs) So there's actually 15. Uh, (laughs) So it, including the ones we talked about with like uh, Sheeta, baseball with the kendo sticks and stuff like that. So, Thank you to him because literally, I don't even I didn't even think to go to the shop to look. I'm like, do I have to buy that? Nope. They, I just figured, you know, I played them and they're they're unlocked. Nope, nope, they're not. Uh, <laughs> so the mini games, like, they're fun when you're playing. If you're playing by yourself against a computer, they're really lame. Um, but I did manage to I lo- hooked it up and I was playing them with my son uh, yesterday, and he was having a blast with them. He thought it was hilarious. Um. The only thing I would beat him at consistently is the trivia because he doesn't know anything. He's five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything else, he had a good chance. So they're, they're fun in their spurts. Again, it's like just the theme of this game. It's fun in spurts. You're going to get very bored if you decide, I'm going to take off. If you take off today or tomorrow because you wanted to play that game, you're going to be done with it by the end of the day. Yeah, but you got the rest of the day off to do what you want. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm with Mike on, on the mini games. They they are fun, but once, especially if you're just playing against the computer, like once you've kind of like played through them once, it's like, oh, okay, I'm I'm good. If you are playing online, if you are playing with, with friends, I imagine you'll have a little bit more fun with the with the mini games um, because there there is some like replayability there with them, especially again online and with friends. I mean, they're more interesting. There's more replayability to me than Road to the Elite. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Again, Roads of the Elite. Like you play that through that thing once. Maybe you play it through twice with a custom character because I don't know how that yeah. goes. Because at least then you can like level up your person. If you yeah. start with like an actual AEW wrestler, you can't. You don't even do like the leveling up stuff. You just you are who yeah, you are. Yeah, it just gives you AEW wrestlers can't earn new skills. Yeah. Then why am just... I earning all these skill points? I'm not going to do anything <laughs> that earns you skill points at that point. Right exactly so yeah if you start through that's that's about the only time you're going to replay road to the elite at least in, in my opinion you're going to play through once with an aw wrestler and then just play through with whoever your favorite is or whoever you want to play through with and then play through once as a custom person so you actually feel like you're accomplishing something by winning matches and doing and doing all the tasks so you can earn skills and money and stuff to level up your wrestler otherwise road to the elite you're done with it after two tries one thing to real quick that that kind of frustrates me is at the beginning of every match the ai wrestlers can run at you full speed you can't do yeah. anything about it 
fucking Scorpio Sky does this every time I Not wrestle just, this yeah. man. Ricky Starks, Andrade, everyone. They just <laughs> run dead at you. It's like starting the match, you get the pop-up graphic. They're running dead at you, ready to hit you before, and you can't counter it. No. Because by the time it goes away, you've already been hit. It's like, okay, thanks. You can't. <laughs> You can't even pause or anything because like I'm playing it last night and I'm trying to pause it to do something. <laughs> and like right when the fight screen comes up, I'm hitting the pause button. I can't pause the next thing I know Scorpio Sky has already elbowed me and then I can pause it. Like, all right, thanks. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. It's... Oh, Matt Black says that's a heal ability in the game. I don't like it. That's amazing. I love it. Okay. It I love that funny. that's a heal ability. Yeah, it is kind of funny. It's bullshit though. <laughs> it is. Doesn't it make is. it any less bullshit. <laughs> uh, all right, Mike. Thank you for for joining us today. We really appreciate it's it. Let fun. everybody know. Let everybody know where they can find you at. Yeah, you can find me on every social media platform, mostly on Twitter at Mike Straw Media. You can find my written work at Insider-Gaming.com. I'm going to do a plug. It's day four of Microsoft versus FTC today, so I'm going to be. Sitting here, starting at 11.30 Eastern, listening to the whole damn thing. But we get the Activision CEO, Bobby Kotick, uh, testimony today. So it should be fun. My God. I don't know anything about that. (laughs) Microsoft wants to buy Activision. Sony and the FTC don't want it to happen. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a big deal. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mike, thank you for joining us again. It was great meeting you this past weekend in Toronto, uh, and and yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully the game gets a lot of a, a lot of positive uh, work done to it in the future. Mike yeah. Stroll, real quickly, real quickly. Every time we are on the screen together, the Colorado Avalanche make a trade. The Colorado Avalanche have traded for Ross Colton from Tampa Bay. <laughs> All right. This is legitimately a bit, by the way. I, yeah, every time it, Mike and I do I a think show it's like together, the third straight time. <laughs> yeah, the Avs make a trade. So Ross Colton going to the Avs. All right. Also, now all I hope is that uh, Tyson Jost gets a qualifying offer to remain with the Sabers. That's literally what I'm Good hoping luck. for now. Good luck. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Thanks guys. I ain't done yet. I know. I see this. He's hacked yes. our show again. How does he have show. so much access to our show? For some reason, the scoops came in, and so does he. Andrew Zarian. Hey! Hi, everybody. Hi, Hi Andrew Zarian. I'm a regular now on this show. You it's are. A problem. I got to get rid of you. I don't know yeah, I'm like you're... a whack packer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start... You got any eggs you can eat on the screen? <laughs> get a rotten I, I... egg. Oh, Joel yeah, ate a rotten egg. Yeah, Joel ate a rotten egg this morning. Oh, shit, wow. I see that. Oh, <laughs> uh, Something's going on. My eyes are bugging me. Uh, <laughs> listen, you're you're dropping scoops on the internet. Okay, first of all, I, I want to talk about Fight Forever really quickly. Sure. Okay, sure. I played it for about an hour. Um, it is fun. It's a lot of fun, that game. I had a blast. Yeah. I think if people are on the fence about the graphics, I think they definitely should check it out because it, it's... It's so reminiscent of No Mercy and that series of games. Uh, It's, I mean, this game should have come out like 20 years ago, (laughs) you know, Uh, visually kind of, it's, it's kind of backwards, but I I think they could patch that, but the gameplay is freaking awesome. If if you're like me and you haven't picked up a video game, I recommend trying it out. So I was going to say, you're, you're not like a hardcore gamer. This is you, Andrew, who's like playing video games like once in a while just as a fan of video games. The last wrestling game that I played regularly was probably Here Comes the Pain. That's a okay. good game. That's yeah. a good game. So that's about 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I right? If you play I like it, it so, perspective, though. 
Yes, and Zarian said he played it for an hour and had a lot of fun. I think if you do play it for an hour, you will have a lot of fun. I think if you try playing it for five hours, you will kind of see like, oh, okay, um, I, I've had all of my fun. I don't know what else I can get. Yeah, out of this yeah, I, I could, I could see, I could see fatigue kicking in. But like, like if Rich comes over, for example, right, and Joel's coming over, and Jeremy's coming over, like, hey, let's pick this up for a little bit. And you go, it's fun. Oh, yeah. You're not going to be able to do the story. Like, I haven't dived into the career mode and stuff. I just did arcade. But on my control wise, like, like I'm really dumb with video games. It takes me a while to to do it, and I picked it up after like ten minutes. I got it. The controls you know? are very easy, especially for yeah. people who have not played the game. It is very reminiscent of No Mercy uh, type of controls. So, you know, strike based. So are the stuff graphics. And power the graphic. graphics are yeah. reminiscent of No Mercy as well. Yeah, I don't know if that's <laughs> good or bad depending on. Your I hope I hope it's like a street. Like I'm a big Street Fighter fan. Like that's the games that I pull, you know I play Street Fighter. Um, when Street Fighter Five came out, it looked it looked terrible, and they were able to patch it over you know a couple months. So hopefully that we'll get that also. Hey, who ended up doing uh, doing Observer with you on Sunday? I did it by myself. By your, oh, I'm sorry. I did it by myself, and you know what? It was a great show. <laughs> it would have been better if it was available. Just do you want to do it this week? What's this? Is it Sunday? It's a Sunday. What time? Uh, eleven. Well, we're, we're live at six six p.m. every day, every uh, Sunday. But for you, it'll be eleven a.m. For me, it'll be okay. Uh, yeah, let's uh, we'll take it offline. Odds are yes, we'll get all right. All right, cool. Look at Joel um, just getting himself bookings here on the show. Yeah. Well, you I love Joel. wrestlers to beat me up, so I might as well get yeah. a work. Jeremy, I gotta have you on too. I mean, I'm typically free. I don't really have a life, so I'm sure, the for- just- uh, listen. I'm the forbidden door. You know, Fightful's all over Observer because of me now. It's, it's, a, it's, a, weird, uh, it's a weird bridge we've made. It's a very strange bridge. It's not because so, Denise is also on Fightful at all. Nothing about that. No, nothing at all. No. <laughs> um, who, Denise who? She hasn't called me. She hasn't ri- written me. Uh, I mean, she, she forgot. She became Hollywood Salcedo. She hasn't called me. Big time. She's big time. Big yeah. time Denise. I get it. Yeah. Goes to Niagara uh, Falls once. So you want to scoop Joel? Let's go for it. I see... I yeah. see you scooping us. So, well, uh, let's let's go. Um, I forgot to post this like two weeks ago, <laughs> <laughs> and somebody messaged me and he goes, "Hey, shouldn't you have announced the the Arthur Ashe show by now?" <laughs> it was the person that told me uh, that happens to work there, uh, and I said, "Yeah, I forgot to do it. Let me do it now." Um, they're going back, I believe, September twentieth. Okay, oh, it's gonna yeah. be uh, about a month after All Out. A month after All Out. Uh, oh, crap. Did I? No, no, no. Hold on. Oh, oh yeah. I looked at the wrong month. Oh, man. I just thought I'd put the wrong date. No, no, no. September tw- September 20th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Let's they, they check wrap and see up. This is the Wednesday now. It is. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> okay. After yeah. All Out. Yeah. I know a lot of people wanted it to be for Saturday, but I, I think logistically they have to do it in a time frame. Uh, working with New York City and the U.S. Tennis Association is n- – you know, a little tricky because you have to time things for certain events. And this is, you know, what's crazy is this is the only event that takes place there outside of tennis. Uh, I, I, I told that story when they initially booked this building that they, the city has a, a 99 year lease with the USTA where the USTA only pays like a dollar a year. They, they gifted them this, this land to build the stadium and they pay the taxes on it. So it's controlled by the Parks Department for the city and by the U.S. Tennis Association. And they have veto power over both. So they were kind of in this like standstill for like 20 years 
because the guy that ran the parks department didn't want to run anything there and would turn stuff down. And the USTA was kind of picky. When the new person came in, I think it opened up the door for, uh, you know, Tony to kind of run wrestling there. And I think it's a fantastic building. Uh, but they could only run certain times a year because there's tennis happening in that building. You can't run too late in September because it's an open, you know, it's a don't, it's a, it's a soft top more than anything else. And you can't run too early. So the sweet spot is that, that third or second week, depending on how it falls. Um, you know, Rosh Hashanah is on Saturday. So, so you can't do, you can't do Grand Slam collision. You can't do great. No, no, no. The, the Saturday before you can't do grants. It's Rosh Hashanah. And yeah. then Yom Kippur is the Monday after. So you're stuck, you know, New- by the way, this is how New Yorkers uh, uh, do events. It's oh, in September. It's always around the Jewish holidays. You got Labor Day. You can't do anything on the fourth. You got Rosh Hashanah happening. You can't do anything on, on the 15th and the 16th. And then Yom Kippur is the 25th. That's how we that's how we base our entire September. So you got that little little week in between where you got to hope for the best. Hope, hope the Jews the like wrestling like I like wrestling. And by the way, I you can't, it, you can't I think they do. Grand Slam collision because then they'll think it's an accident on the on the Long Island, <laughs> Long Island Express. Good job, DLA. Good local New York joke. You're welcome. What is this? Yeah, you got you to gotta dive in and you're like, what is this? The Tappan Z Bridge? <laughs> what are we on? The Verrazano? You got to start going into bridge. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there it is. But uh, yeah. Yeah, wait, I, I wait, like is, that we're booking based on the Jews now. Is Ron Swanson running this parks department in New York where he, he's just uh, not going to do anything and that's why they can't uh, book it? Yes. What's happening here? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know what? You are you are not far off. <laughs> <laughs> New York, New York bureaucrats and New York red tape to, to get in the way of everything. That's fun. Yeah. So there you go. There, there's your big Danielson return. It's going to be... Uh, at Arthur no, Ashe. Oh, you know what? So, so how long? I saw yesterday that it's a break. It's not a fracture. How long does a break heal? Oh, couldn't tell you. And Brian, we talked about it earlier on the show. If there's one thing Brian might do, it's just wait it out. Like get healed up and not rush himself back. I mean, if he could come back for Grand Slam, that's fantastic. Of course. He's back before then. I think he'll be back before. Prayer then. circle for Brian Danielson. Prayer. I mean, I think he should. I think he should incorporate the cast in his gimmick moving forward. <laughs> We've never like seen Cody? that before. We've yeah. never seen a cast gimmick before in wrestling. <laughs> Brian's actually hurt. Cody is. Uh, yeah. You know, Cody loves to lie about his yeah. injuries. At least Brian learned a lot. So, Joel, are you going to try to come to New York for this show? Can they? Can Can, can Tony Khan do something huge so you, you're dragged here and we could? I could harass you in in New York. Yeah, he could pay for my flight. Call me tickets. <laughs> he, he's met me now. He's answered my questions. So clearly we're best friends, right? That's I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> he made direct eye contact with me the entire time he answered. I don't uh, know if that's good or bad. By no, the man, way, if, if you if you turn if you'll turn into you'll turn into stone if you make <laughs> eye contact too long. Medusa Khan over here. Medusa Khan. <laughs> By the way, Frank the Clown just tweeted going live in 10 minutes with these fightful dorks. P.S. I'm not in a good mood. So, uh, oh boy. I think we have our work cut out for us with Frank oh the Clown boy. in about 10 minutes here on Overbooked. Uh, Andrew, I might try to make it. We'll see what the, uh, we'll, we'll see what the situation's like. Listen, tell Frank the Clown I said hello. I've never met the man. Do you have any questions for him, Andrew? Yeah. Um, he, is he, he's not so much a clown anymore. Well, it depends who you ask. I mean, he's just Frank, right? Like, I, I think I saw him at an event. There was no makeup. There was no clown makeup. He, he's doing the half, 
the half face. Yeah. Oh, I got another scoop. I think I may be in the uh, the Dark Side of the Ring episode on Abdullah the Butcher. <laughs> <laughs> Are you stabbed with a fork? No, I, I, I just got a I got an email saying that they, they requested a 50-second clip of me talking about Hannibal. And remember that uh, ref uh, stabbing that happened? Whatever happened with that ref? Yeah. And I had Lance on the show uh, when when that happened, and they requested like a 50-second clip of it. So I, I may be in that one. I don't know, unless next season they're doing an episode on Hannibal. Doesn't feel like something you'd want to do a full episode of Dark Side yeah. on. But, uh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a, I'm imagining it's it's on Abdullah, but I'm like that's pretty late. You're you're cutting it close. It's just a little drop in, you know. Put it on the yeah. timer. It's not that hard. I, do you I get know, the cool? Do you get the cool like slow motion shot that they do when they introduce the the talking heads? No, I show? wish I was. I'm Andrew uh, Zarian of the Wrestling Observer website, and I've been like covering wrestling for ten years. Do like spin around in his chair. <laughs> I should, just, I should up. just tell them I'm Dave Meltzer and see what they say. I'm Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Start flexing. <laughs> oh, the flex would be good. That's a that's a, a flex is a good flex. Mm-hmm. I, it's a great, yeah, yeah. I respect that. Yeah. But also, yeah, you need flex. to put like a ton of shit on your floors too, just to pay homage. <laughs> can I? I'm gonna tell you something. My studio right now looks looks terrible because I'm in the I'm in the process of revamping it. I'll give you a little little disaster view here. Oh, here we go. Look at this. Look at this. I'm gutting the whole thing. Now show the other side. <laughs> the other side. Hold on. Let's see. See that? This, oh, the other oh side. hi. This is a little home tour. Let's see. All right, we're there seeing we everything today. We're seeing the house. My goodness. Andrew's never had me over at his house, so this is the best thing I'm going to get. This is off. the best thing you'll do. I like this show. It's very casual. Very casual midday show. I'm into this. We're a morning Dates, show. Man. We need to get this on the radio. We need to get this on TV. Tell Come on. Can't, yeah, can't Sean do something about this? He's no. too busy not... Uh... How about Jimmy? Can't he do something about this? I see, Jimmy I... doesn't know this show exists, and I'd like well, to keep good, it that good. way. That's good for you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say, Jimmy I... sent in a video for Joel's birthday, and he had no idea what it was for. He's just like, happy birthday, Joel. Uh, I know you're doing a show with Jeremy. I'm sure there's a lot of shenanigans with that. And we were like, yeah, Jimmy has no idea what this show is. Yeah, Mike Straw, who was just on the show, says, just stream it to your TV. Boom, on TV. There you you've go, done on that TV. before. I know you've done that before. I, I, watch, I watch all your shows on, on my TV, to be honest. And, oh, you know, God. the problem with the TV is I actually prefer to watch. Like, you when, when, when you do um, uh, um, uh, with, with Kate, when you do the show with her. What is the show called? Joel and Kate. Call it in the Joel ring. and Kate. Okay, you know what? I, Joel I'm, and Kate. I'm not going to Just call okay. it Joel and Kate at eight. I call it Joel and Kate, right? When whenever that's on, I want to I want to write like comments in the chat. I'm like, I can't. I'm on the TV. <laughs> Pull up your phone. Just grab your phone. Yeah, and start. Too much work. Too much work. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoned by the time they go on. Just <laughs> <laughs> on your couch, like just get a keyboard and it's just resting on your stomach, just like uh, these dorks. Uh. I'll start heckling you from my couch. That's the way to do it. All right, guys, I'm going to work. All right. By the way, bye, enjoy. Andrew Zarian. Jimmy, Thank you. Goodbye, goodbye. Always a pleasure. <laughs> Take care, Andrew. Thanks. Oh my gosh. There you go. There's your scoop. Arthur Ashe, Grand Slam, September twentieth. Get your tickets. Not like and he's going to be on Dark Side of the Ring. That's well, the bigger scoop. Let's that be is, honest. That's the bigger scoop. But we need yeah. uh, we need confirmation from the uh, the Dark Side guys first. 
Yeah, I guess so. Can we can message them? I have I have access to them. That's right. Call Evan Husney. Yeah, I can I can shoot him a, a DM right fast. All right, there we go. Yeah, Kate was saying that uh, Jimmy had some questions about sour grabs. <laughs> that sounds about right. I don't think does Jimmy ask questions anymore. I feel like he just relented a long time ago of just like whatever Sean wants to do. Clearly, he's he's doing something right. So yeah. sure, if you think it's good, Sean, then keep going with it. If it works, it works, and you don't yeah. ask questions. That's how it works. Jimmy used to have a lot of questions about what I do, and then he he just stopped. <laughs> well, you know what happened is that the website turned to profit with you there, so he was just like, "All right, <laughs> I, I get guess. it." I mean, part of the website did; other parts of the website uh, still still a work in progress. But you know, you we're we're say, making some progress there. You you might say we're on one of those parts of the website right now. Uh, yeah, it's doing better thanks yeah. to. Thanks to this show and also Kate and all our great contributors. You know, it, it took a little while, but we're getting there. We're getting there. We're doing well. We are. Uh, we are great. I don't know about that. Let's not give ourselves too much credit. I mean, listen, we have to pat ourselves on the back now because our next guest probably won't. <laughs> He'll pat himself on the back. I won't pat us on the back. He probably has no idea who we are. We no, just like, sure. Not. I've just agreed to doing this show and whatever. I hope they don't embarrass me too much. And buddy, let me tell you, we will. You think he's like preparing, thinking he's got Sean? Oh, that'd be hilarious if he thinks he's going to talk to Sean. Like, yeah, I'm going to talk to a real, uh, you know, a, a real journalist, journalist out there. Someone who knows the business and has been in the ring and has gotten no reaction at, at shows just like I have. We're going to relate to this. I take a shot. Uh, sorry. Um, you know, and then he, and then he's going to get us two people who have never been. I mean, I'm trying to get you beat up in front of crowds, Joel. While you're wrestling, we see him in the chat. Can you book Joel Pearl to get beat up? I don't care who hits him. Can we get to Keshka? He doesn't hit very hard. I've watched him wrestle. He, 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 he's very safe with those forearms. Look, man, listen. It's like I said on Sunday that playing the role of Joel Pearl in that powerhouse Hobbs spine buster was Jeremy Prophet. Okay, he, he was my avatar. He was on uh, McGuire on wrestling. They do some good interviews uh, up in Canada and talking. Pierre about... McGuire? No, that would be great though. Okay. Pierre McGuire. He's terrible to general manager, and really, he's actually not that good. But to see him in wrestling would be hilarious. Uh, sign the waiver, Joel. Sign the waiver. Dakota Warrior Wrestling and Warrior. Are you guys running um, All Out weekend? Are y'all gonna, Are y'all going to fly me into Chicago? because <laughs> i won't no, say they're, no. not paying for your, they're not paying for all that come to all out weekend joel and we'll go to warrior wrestling and you'll get beat up this sounds great this sounds awful no also, what does warhorse have to do it why can't it be uh frank the clown it should be frank the clown it'd be way more hilarious if it's frank the clown over over warhorse i don't no, think warhorse. No, i feel like frank that would be way more funny oh that sounds like such a bad idea that's the first question I'm going to ask the Frank is, will you beat up Joel Pearl for, I mean, I, I assume he wants to get paid, but I'll see if he'll do it for free. There's no rapport yet. You have to build a rapport first. No, I don't. No. You do. Why? Because that's the way it goes. I'm looking up, by the way, what the flights are to Chicago <laughs> from Toronto. Currently sitting 408. The cheapest what if is I just 
What if I just leave this chat on screen as Frank appears? <laughs> I recommend it. That's probably the best way to do it. There you go. 319, but that's a six and a half hour journey of direct flight, which is an hour and 49 minutes, $408 for return. And there you United. go. It's United, so they'll break guitars. That's a really old, old comment, by the way. It's an old meme song. All right, so Joel's going to be in Chicago for All Out Weekend. We're going to go to the Warrior Wrestling event. They, they've, they've invited us. Uh, Y'all can come. So I, I plan. Oh, my internet. Frank the Clown has broken my internet, I, I assume. Am I good? Am I okay? Yeah, it's coming. It's coming back. Okay. All right. I blame Frank. Uh, so... Uh, we're running. We're gonna go there, and you're gonna get beat up. This is great. I mean, I guess, but like again, someone's got to pay my trans to get there. No, stop it! Stop being a mooch, Joe Pearl. I'm not a mooch. I'm trying. If you're gonna book me, at least pay my trans or at least half of it. That's how it works. Anyway, listen. Let's get to our guest because he's he's sitting here looking pensive and looking like he wants to fight somebody. And I'm sure that putting this up on the screen like you did just now isn't gonna help. So uh, should we should we just get right to it? Yes. June thirtieth. June thirtieth. He's going to have his man, the Warrior World Champion Casey Navarro, at his side as Casey defends that championship against Matt Cardona. But of course, right now is that man accompanying Casey? <sighs> Frank the Clown is here. You, Hello, you Frank. You mentioned you expect trans to show up at Warrior Wrestling on Friday. Um, the last time I checked, stars get their travel paid for. Um, <laughs> you, my friend, are not that. So let's not get ahead of ourselves, all right? I might actually fight Frank the Clown at this point, Jeremy. You're actually, you might get your wish. <laughs> Don't get your hopes up, okay? Because Frank the Clown just doesn't fight anyone, and he most certainly doesn't fight for a cheap amount. And you know, to be honest, you're not much of a draw. So uh, I don't know. Stick to like the, the pre-show or something. We'll get you one of the students from the local Chicago freelance school, and you can maybe have a little bit of a powwow with them. Can Casey? Can Casey just like punch him in the face for for free? I understand no. Casey should get paid, but like, just come in there, punch him in the face, get him out, done. Like work. Know, that's something that potentially could be arranged. Okay. We could talk about that off camera. I think I figured it out. Jeremy, I think what I need to do is I need to start spending all of my time at the front rows of major wrestling events in hopes that I get noticed to become an independent wrestling manager. Jeremy, I think that's the track I need to take. Look at these shots. Look at these shots that are being fired. Here's the thing. Frank the Clown has evolved far past just being in the front row. Frank the Clown is now in the front row because he's a star. In the past, Frank the Clown may have potentially been in the front row to get some attention. Frank the Clown's not going to lie about that. But now he's grown so far beyond that. And, and Frank the Clown, I saw a tweet yesterday from a, a, some, some man named Righteous Reg. You guys may know him. Who was asking who is the best unsigned manager in professional wrestling. And of course, you know, many of which were saying it was me and some other people as well. I, I don't even know who they are. But Fred the Clown has evolved now into the best unsigned manager on the independence. And there's no debate. There are leaps and bounds of, have, of, of everybody else. Fred the Clown has been going from promotion to promotion and main event after main event, winning championship after championship. Nobody else can say that they can do that. And this Friday, Warrior Wrestling, Casey Navarro against Matt Cardona. It's going to be no different. 
Well, this isn't your first uh, encounter with Matt Cardona. I'm going to oh, take boy. you back to 2021 in September. At a GCW event, you uh, got your ass handed to you by Matthew J. Cardona. Now, I'm going to explain this. Now, Matt Cardona, I don't even dislike Matt Cardona. The thing is, Matt Cardona gave Franticon an opportunity that night in his hometown of Chicago to main event that show, the GCW War Games show, for the GCW World Championship. Now, Franticon had no idea it was going to be inside of his double steel cage. Also, Franticon had no idea that once he was about to step into the cage, I had to take it off my robe, and I realized that the mat was covered in glass, broken glass, because Brett Lauderdale is too cheap to have his little minions clean up the ring. So I got in there, and I got a little worried. Fred McLeod didn't sign up for broken glass. So I was a little, you know, hesitant, a little apprehensive. And yes, Matt Cardona caught Fred Khan off guard, and then John Moxley ran down. It was a whole thing. Now, if you were to go and run this back, perhaps we'd have a different outcome. But actually, as the record would show... That was actually Fred the Clown's first singles match he's ever had, and he has not had one since. So I'm trying to get it stricken from the record books. But, um, you know, who else would get a world championship match in their first ever match in front of a sold-out crowd in front of a stupid cage with glass on it? But Fred the Clown did. Logan Paul couldn't do that. Logan Paul talks all this big game. He had to win matches beforehand. Frank the Clown just got it right off the bat. That's it. What happens? So it happens. Yeah. Yeah. But Frank the Clown has not forgiven Matt Cardona for that. He did embarrass Frank the Clown, and now Frank the Cloud is going to have to give Casey Navarro an opportunity. And, and that Casey is the blessed. He's the Warrior Wrestling World Champion, and he'll take care of business as he always does. So listen, Casey has had features written about him by Fightful, by Sean Ross Sapp. Uh, you have clearly attached your wagon to Casey Navarro. Tell us why. He, I know he's the world champion, but tell us what makes Casey that undeniable talent. In my opinion, Casey Navarro is the best unsigned talent on the independents. If you watch him in the ring, he has incredible athleticism. Uh, he's just, when you look at him, you see a star. Um, it's undeniable his presence, um, everything that he brings, the charisma, the look. He's in great shape. He's, he's everything that you'd want if you're a TV company looking to you know, bring someone in to make a true impact. So Fred the Clown, when he sees talent, you know, he, he's, he's intrigued. It piques his interest. And Casey and Fred the Clown have a lot of similarities. Uh, we have a lot of common interest. And it just was a match made in heaven. Uh, we blend together so well. We play off each other so well. And, you know, the star power that we both possess is just uh, – nobody, nobody's ever seen the likes of it before. So we've been doing this at Warrior Wrestling now for it's probably approaching a year uh, and, and KC, you know, time after time, month after month, show after show goes out there. He puts on an unbelievable display of just athletic prowess. You like that vocabulary and always comes out on top. And he is, that's why he is the warrior wrestling world champion or the truly blessed. He'll yell at me if I don't do the full thing, the truly blessed warrior wrestling world champion. He's taking it to Australia. He's taking it to Canada. He's defending it from East coast to West coast. The man's a fighting champion. Say what you want about him, but. He does his work. Frank, why do you think so many people dislike you? Because Lance Archer is throwing you off of bleachers. Joey Janela is jumping off a goalpost and everything. Like, why, why do you, why are you so hated by everybody? I think you're a nice man. You, you're very friendly so far with me. 
Yes, yes. Contrary to popular belief, Frank the Clown is a very nice man. However, those there are many that are jealous of Frank the Clown because, again, Frank the Clown has been around the block for quite some time now. You had seen Frank the Clown in front row of many, many of shows over the years. You've seen Frank the Clown hugging the best in the world, close personal friend Phil. You've seen Frank the Clown at promotion after promotion. You've seen Frank the Clown on Pe the WWE Network, now Peacock, in a reality television show, Holy Foley, which don't watch it. It's not that great. And, and, and people just don't like seeing others succeed. So therefore, naturally, they just are born to hate. They're born to want to hold people back. So guys like Joey Janela, like you said, and the psychopath Lance Archer, you know, I've heard the had run-ins with Danhausen and uh, Brian Pillman Jr., a bunch of these AEW jabrones. And they all want a piece of Frank the Clown to maintain a shred of relevancy that they're hanging on to. And they know that Frank the Clown, again, possesses star power, possesses getting buzz on the internet. So therefore, they try to make their name and you know, stay just a little bit relevant off the back of Frank the Clown. I'm going to take a question from the chat. Oh, uh, Chicago superstar and uh, the voice with the most, Val Capone. Oh, Why my God. <laughs> Why is that hair? Look at this beautiful mane. It's as clean as can be. It's uh, you know, the roots are coming in a little bit, to be honest. You know, I, I don't mind the roots, but they're getting a little out of control. Frank the Clown may get it redone in the next few days or so. But I mean, come on, nobody has hair like this. I mean, it's it's going down to the, the middle of Frank the Clown's back. It's it's just a beautiful, glorious rainbow mane. So Val Capone, um, I don't know if we can swear on here. So F U C K off. <laughs> you can, Val by the way, swear on here. Yeah, Val good Capone to know. also says he needs a set of clippers and a muzzle. That's that's not nice. See, hey. just hated. Hey, Val Capone, get a life, okay? Why are you watching the show? Get a life. Val likes us. I don't like Val. There are also, there are also allegations. Uh, Joel Pearl pulled this up as you were on screen, which I didn't appreciate at all, oh. by the way. But the, the allegations that you cannot fight, which I don't feel like that's true. Joel, you had that up on the screen as, as Frank was entering the chat. Again, very rude to our guest. But allegations that you can't fight either. And Warrior Wrestling's been in the chat this entire time just burying you. Yeah, well, Warrior Wrestling is run by a bunch of carnies, and they, you know, they they know Frank the Clown, what Frank the Clown brings to the table. Otherwise, they would keep bringing Frank the Clown back. It's undeniable if Frank the Clown said it once, he'll say it again. But Frank the Clown fights only when he has to. He's a prize fighter. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm the best wrestler in the world, but I could have others do my dirty work for me. And then, yeah, sure, Frank the Clown has to get his hands dirty every so often. He will do so, but it's not necessary. But Joel or a wrestling fan, <laughs> Frank the Clown in a fight against them. You know, don't let the you know the frame fool you. Frank the Clown is under a very strict workout regimen right now, being trained by an unnamed AEW talent, and it's a very true story. And Frank the Clown will re be revealing this beautiful, you know, toned body when he wants to, and then we'll see if people want to fight. You you manage Casey Navarro. Do you have your eye? on any other talent that you can take to the next level like you've done with Casey? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, in Warrior Wrestling, I'm leading a faction of great talent known as FTC LLC. It's a great name. It really rolls off the tongue. And in that faction, besides Casey and myself, there's, uh, you know, two hot up-and-coming stars. I don't even like calling them up-and-comers because I think they're pretty well-established, especially in the Midwest. Uh, Trevor Outlaw and Storm Grayson. Storm Grayson, who's the freelance wrestling world champion, Trevor Outlaw has been everywhere, Black Label Pro. He's a graduate of the Nightmare Factory. Um, they're both, you know, they're both spring chickens, but they they got some miles under their belt now. And then also Calvin Tankman is a part of uh, FTC LLC, Heavyweight Hustle, uh, former MLW uh, tag team champion. And again, a man that's 
had championships all over the independence. And uh, also, Fred the Clown has association with Max the Impaler, <laughs> who, you know, they are uh, quite scary. But Fred the Clown is, you know, cut a deal with Max in exchange for shiny rainbow objects that they'll do, you know, whatever Fred the Clown wants them to do. So, uh, you know, that that's that's Fred the Clown's group at Warrior Wrestling. But, you know, there, there's a lot of people that I, Frank the Clown thinks could could use a little Frank the Clown in their lives, um, you know, especially at all elite wrestling. Somebody like Abaddon, perhaps? Frank the Clown thinks that he can reel Abaddon in and really kind of unleash that inner potential uh, that's there, that we all know is there, that maybe hasn't been given the proper opportunity. Um, you know, somebody like Zach Clayton at AEW, a former reality star himself on Jersey Shore, seems like he might be flailing a little bit in AEW, looking for that right opportunity. Frank the Clown, wherever Frank the Clown goes, success follows. Uh, and again, there's the Renegade Twins, Oh, boy, Nyla Rose, Marina Shafir. There's a lot of people Frank the Clown has his eye on um, because Frank the Clown is very confident in his abilities to elevate talents and, you know, in turn, elevate Frank the Clown and, and bring us up to the top where we belong. How about Puff? Do you have your eyes on Puff? Because once upon a time, he had his eyes on you in a uh, no-ring single light tube death match. That was not sanctioned, so it does not go on the record books. Again, I've only had the one singles match. It was a non-sanctioned, I guess, fight, if you want to call it. But yes, it was a single light tube uh, death match. Now, Fred the Cloud did grab the light tube. It wasn't He didn't win when he grabbed it. He just got to use it. He wound back. He hit the wall. I hit the wall and exploded all over Fred the Cloud. So, you know, I'm not great with light tubes. It's just one of those things. So, you know, it, it didn't end well for Frank the Cloud, admittedly. Um, it was a disgusting, filthy venue in the middle of Dallas, Texas. It was there's a toilet, literally a toilet in the middle of where these animals would fight. Uh, Frank the Cloud got paid a lot of money to be there. So, he, you know, he did it and he was obligated to do so. Puff isn't a bad guy. Um He's a large guy. I didn't, not a bad guy, a uh, significantly large man, but definitely not a bad guy, just really, really big. Uh, but, you know, uh, Fred the Cloud likes those with great cardio. You know, he can't say that Puff has great cardio because he's a large man, but uh, you will not be seeing Frank the Clown in a single light tube deathmatch again anytime soon. That's for sure. I figured if your, part, if your cardio is so big and so good, you wouldn't be making entrances with helicopters like you did in 2021. Well, why walk to the ring when you could fly to the ring in the helicopter, Joel? Well, good cardio means that you can show that off a little bit on your way to the ring. Well, you know, the, the helicopter didn't land in the ring. It landed in the end zone of the football field, and the Frank the Clown didn't then walk to the ring, walked back to the helicopter, and then left. So he did get his steps in. Maybe not as many steps of the day as he normally does, but he did get his steps in. But that's the thing. You know, who else has done that? You know, especially on the independence, nobody. Uh, yeah, we've seen Charlotte Flair do it in a pre-tape. We've seen Mandy Rose do it in a pre-tape. Frank the Clown did it live, landed on the football field at Warrior Wrestling. It's the Friday Night Lights show, which again is coming this Friday. It'll be out on the football field there in Chicago Heights. Um, if we're being honest, Frank the Clown's not sure if he could top the helicopter again. <laughs> but, but, but. Uh, I definitely have some things up my sleeve that, um, you know, I think will make for a great presentation, a great entrance. We're going to use the football field and the outdoor setting to our advantage with KC. And uh, we're going to make sure it's a spectacle. Uh, at Warrior Wrestling, you know, Fred the Clown is Mr. Warrior Wrestling. And this is the 30th show of Warrior Wrestling. It's been around for now uh, the better part of five years. And Fred the Clown's been on more Warrior Wrestling shows than anybody else. So, uh, you know, we got to go out with a bang here. And, uh, you know, it's where the main events for the Warrior Wrestling, 
sorry, KC, the truly blessed Warrior Wrestling World Championship. And Matt Cardona is walking into our turf. It's my Frank the Clown's backyard. So, uh, you know, the the atmosphere and the arena, it's 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 our turf. It's our home. So he doesn't know what he's in for. More more allegations here in the chat from, from oh Val. And you in a freelance ring. Called you a crown. I I mean, I mean she must have spelling. misspelled clown. I, she doesn't know how to spell, she's a stupid woman. <laughs> she made right, me tap. I made you... I, Frank the Clown has no memory of this. Sounds about right. Uh, my my last question for you, Frank. Do you have any favorite carnival games? Definitely not Bozo Buckets or the one where you hit, you know, you throw the ball at the clown's faces. Frank the Clown doesn't like that. Um, I kind of like, well, the ski ball count. Frank the Clown's actually great at ski ball. Ski ball's you know? a great one. Uh, you know, I, I really excel at all the unusual sports. Uh, ping pong. A great tennis player. I'm a very, very good golfer. Um, and I'm also, you know, a wonderful ski ball player. I believe I could take anybody in the game of ski ball, no matter what arcade, carnival, wherever it may be. Frank the Clown will ski that ball right into the hole. My last <clears throat> couple of questions. Sorry. Just last you okay, I, Joel? No, last thing I want to think about is, is Frank the Clown in anything whole. All right, you've been in Warrior Wrestling for a long time. You said it yourself. Let's go back. You had a tag match. You faced RJ City and David Arquette once upon a time. What a train talk wreck. To about, talk to me about it. <laughs> Gotta talk about the train wreck. Let's hear it. Yeah, so, you know, that was Fred the Clown's first ever professional wrestling match. That was in 2018. It was uh, actually the weekend, same weekend as All In. And, uh, you know, it was, it was quite a, it was, I want to say it was the largest crowd of Warrior Wrestling history. Rey Mysterio was on that show. Um, it was, the card, if you go back and look at it, it's pretty insane. But, uh, yeah, it was Frank the Clown and uh, James Ellsworth versus uh, David Arquette and RJ City. So if you had watched the documentary, You Cannot Kill David Arquette, David told this whole story of coming back to wrestling to kind of earn the respect and, you know, kind of redeem himself from him ruining the wrestling business 20 years prior by winning the World Heavyweight Championship in WCW. Um, unfortunately, you know, Frank the Clown, you know, he did some training, but he wasn't maybe fully ready for this, you know, this bout and David Arquette did wind up pitting Frank the Clown. So, you know, I have the wonderful, wonderful badge of honor that David Arquette uh, pinned me in his, you know, it was his second match back, I believe. So I was his first victory in his little publicity stunt comeback tour for his little documentary. Um, yeah, the match was, uh, was in, you know, layman's terms, again, a train wreck. Uh, Frank the Clown did have much more, you know, uh, he had many more maneuvers that he was ready to break out, but just didn't get the opportunity and uh, really, James, I blame James Ellsworth for the victory. Let's be honest. Uh, we, don't, we don't see much of James Ellsworth anymore. <laughs> There's a reason why. So, you know, uh, it, it was a great night. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it didn't end well for us. But it was a learning experience. And, that, and that's all that really counts. But, uh, you know, Frank Powell's not forgiven David Arquette. But RJ City, not, not a bad guy. Not a bad guy. No heat there. He's Canadian, though. Uh, that's true, I guess. Uh, never mind. He's, he's, he's mediocre, then. <laughs> Friday Night Lights, Warrior Wrestling. It's this Friday. World champion Casey Navarro will be brought to the ring by Frank the Clown. He's going to take on Matt Cardona. Elsewhere on the card, you're going to see Sky Blue, Warhorse, Konosuke Takeshita, a whole group of people. Go check out Warrior Wrestling anywhere. Uh, my last question, my last comment, my last concern, Frank the Clown. I need to say two nice things about Warrior Wrestling. Oh, my God. How much? I mean, oh, boy. 
Well, you know, firstly, Warrior Wrestling, you know, it's written in Frank DeClown's contract. He has to do media obligations, which is why he's here right now. Frank DeClown's actually on a little bit of a getaway. He's in Branson, Missouri right now. Uh, there's a beautiful view that you cannot see right now, and he had to take time out of his morning. Uh, he has to go outside on the patio because his girlfriend's sleeping still, which she's definitely not sleeping because Frank DeClown's loud. Um, so she's probably very upset and in a bad mood, and that's the last thing we want to see. But two th nice things about Warrior Wrestling. Well, you know, the carnies that run Warrior Wrestling, they, they do often give Frank the Clown a microphone. Um, you know, maybe Frank the Clown rips it away from them or forces them or doesn't ask for permission. He rather asks for forgiveness, but he doesn't even do that. So, you know, that that's cool. Um, you know, and they've also allowed FTC LLC, the hottest faction of the independents, to, you know, run roughshod. And Frank the Clown will go ahead and handpick some of these matches for his clients so they can kind of climb the ladder and, and move up those rungs to get to the top of Warrior Wrestling and to the top of professional wrestling in general. So, um, you know, one of the best things about Warrior Wrestling is when I leave Warrior Wrestling, I get paid. So that's one of the that, that's one of the big highlights of it for me. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really only do merch and meet and greets at Warrior Wrestling because, again, it's written into the stupid contract. But Frank Clown makes a lot of money there. You know, the, the, the marks are just ready. They're just like, oh, my God, let's buy a micro brawler. Let's buy a T-shirt. And it's amazing. But uh, it's very, you know, I do it for like an hour at, at best. So really, it's just the money and, uh, yeah, and the money. So nah, the, the, the carnies that run it, no good. They're just egotistical, power-hungry maniacs. So uh, Frank Clown is not that, in case you haven't heard. I think that was two nice things. They get they give him a mic and yeah. they pay him. That, that's go. really two all nice Frank DeCon wants at this point in his life. A microphone and money. Both equal power. In the hands of Frank the Clown, <laughs> they're they mean more than anything else. Those were nice things that benefit Frank. Those aren't nice things that, about warrior wrestling. They're still nice things. What benefits Frank the Clown also benefits warrior wrestling. Benefit yourself and plug your stuff, Frank. <laughs> oh, Frank the Clown, you can find him at Frank the Clown underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Um, he, he, he posts wonderful things on there. Uh, in case you haven't forgot, you know, Frank the Clown, in case you forgot, Frank the Clown is the best manager on the independents. Uh, for those little indie bums that, you know, don't have that buzz right now and you feel like you need someone to lead you to the promised land, you could DM Frank the Clown. He may or may not answer. Probably not. But if he, you know, he catches eye. You know, perhaps break the clown and you could work out a deal. And again, Warrior Wrestling 30, Friday Night Lights. It's live on YouTube this Friday. We're not on some shitty streaming service that nobody's watching. We're going to be on YouTube. So there's really no excuse. It's free, 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern. Um, it's going to be a great night of wrestling. You named a couple of the wonderful <laughs> not talent that are going to be there. Um, but most importantly, the main event of the show is Matt Cardona, the indie god. Ooh, he loves his action figures. Let me tell you something about Matt Cardona. Frank the Clown has a much larger Funko Pop collection than Matt Cardona has a Hasbro collection. And Frank the Clown will bet on that. Um, against his truly blessed Warrior Wrestling World Champion, Casey Navarro. It's, it's going to be a spectacle, and uh, I suggest everybody watches it. So don't watch Friday Night SmackDown. The Tribal Chief, no, don't turn into him. Turn into the Tribal Clown. Thank you, Frank. Frank was great, Joel. Everybody watch Warrior Wrestling this Friday. Thank you, Frank. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. I, I can't wait. I mean, you're Branson, in Missouri. Missouri. Bran yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been in better places, to be honest. But I had a wonderful night uh, on the water on a boat yesterday. And today we're going to have a, a wonderful steak dinner and going to get some breakfast now. So uh, Frank the Clown must leave. Frank the Clown okay, must how do you like it? Wait, wait, wait. How do you like your steak? Got to ask uh, this. Uh, medium rare. What kind of question is okay. that? All right. All right. Jesus like, Christ, I'm, I'm going to say well done. Yeah, yeah, you out of your mind? No, absolutely not. No. 
Is yeah. Joel coming to Warrior Wrestling? What's ha- are you guys coming? What's ha- are because you said he's gonna fight. Is anybody from Fightful gonna be there? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe a show in the future. Maybe a show in the future. We we will be there, and you can punch Joel Pearl in the face. I'll hold you to that. You know, email. Right. You got my email. Okay, email my assistant. Okay. All right. Thank yeah. you, Frank. Frank. I'm sure yeah. we will. Goodbye, Marks. Frank was great, Joel. What a nice man. We might have to beat up Frank the Clown. <laughs> He was so friendly, answered all the questions, said nice things about warrior wrestling, put over a lot of different talent and everything. He's He's willing to beat you up. I love that. He's a garbage human being, Jeremy. Why is everybody so mean to Frank? I thought he was very friendly. He, first of all, the misogyny on this guy. My God. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, you know, agree with that. He didn't, he didn't need to say the mean things about the women, but he has a girlfriend. So, you know, he, he's not it's, looking for anybody else. He has else. a right hand, Jeremy. He has a right <laughs> hand at best, okay? I feel like this is a guy who needs to be punched in the face. It's just, listen, I'm not saying it's me. Maybe I'm, I'm, not, I'm not much of a punch a guy in the face kind of guy. Men of fights I've been in my life, not a ton. <laughs> Might have to find someone to beat up Frank or no, listen, do it yourself. Joel. Push, comes stuff, push comes to shove. I might have to beat up Frank the clown myself. Do you got my gun? Do we, we, do we need to get you in like some jujitsu classes or some Taekwondo? You know, what's funny is that there's a Brazilian jujitsu like school that just opened up literally like in the bottom of my building, like not, not in the building, but just like, you know how some buildings have shops outside of them. We got one of those. So uh, <laughs> I have to train up to, beat up frank the clown my god fight the clown by the way the show uh warrior wrestling uh this friday is by the way sponsored by manscaped presented by manscaped it's on youtube so go check that out warrior wrestling uh i wanted to get that out there get the plugs out there and it's a free show so go check it out why not right go hopefully matt cardona will punch frank the clown i can't believe matt i can't believe i'm rooting for matt cardona yeah, that's how you know Frank is a great guy because he's against Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona's the worst, the absolute worst. I've got Val saying I'm your guy to beat up Frank. Let's let's chat. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, we'll have coverage of, of Warrior Wrestling on on Fightful this Friday as well. We'll since it's on YouTube, we'll, we'll even be able to post the stream and everything, so everybody can watch it live uh, on YouTube. And then if you go and you happen to click on Fightful, you'll be able to see the stream and the results from the show as well. Uh, thank you to Warrior Wrestling for for setting setting that all up and staying active in the chat throughout. That was fantastic. Uh, yes, dropping. Thank you to Warrior Wrestling, but no thank you to Warrior Wrestling for sending Frank the Clown. <laughs> nah, he was great. I didn't know what to expect, but that was... I, we want to do the that kind of stuff. We want Chelsea Green as Karen on here. So yes. that was our... Uh, can we demo reel that? Send that over to the, the E and be like, look, this is, this is what we can do for you guys. Uh, send it to Mick. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Warrior, thank you again, Warrior Wrestling. Thank yes. you. And we are we are going to have Casey Navarro on the show, hopefully on, on Friday. We're in talks to to set that up. It, it's looking promising, so I, I think that'll all uh, work out. And uh, yeah, shout out to Warrior Wrestling. They they contacted they contacted Sean to be like, hey, any interest? And then, you know, we are a, a hit on this channel, allegedly. And they're like, yeah, let's set some stuff up. 
and so this is this is what we've got we've got cooking so and shout out to them yeah it's good what's stuff. what's next on your notes that you allegedly take for this show <laughs> nothing we're done good night uh <laughs> so i was i i watched raw on monday why because I, I do that I, I had to come back to the third hour of course damien priest eats another l yeah. I'm getting dangerously close to believing Damian Priest is going to win Money in the Bank. Uh, and I'm also getting dangerously close to believing that uh, Dominic Mysterio is going to beat Cody Rhodes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. There's what? someone that no one's talking about in this whole shenanigan. Rhea? No. The other big hulking human being going after Cody Rhodes. Oh, Brock. Brock. No one's yeah. talking about Brock. I think Brock would like to be in uh, in jolly old England. I feel like he would love to have some tea and crumpets. And he'd probably like to show up to beat up Mr. Rhodes. And Dominic getting the pin and holding that over Cody Rhodes and the rest of the fans is just so obnoxious. It works. I mean, it does. It does. I don't know. You know, what does that? What does that do? What does that do? With well, it's, it sets up the SummerSlam match because yeah. is so embarrassed by this that he's going to be incensed and go after Brock and challenge him to. I don't know. Remember, we were talking about it's going to be a big thing. That Texas bull rope match. Because his daddy was the last one to have one in WWE in 07. So he would he would call upon that to, to end this feud with Brock. That's yeah, I mean that makes sense. Um why can't he just attack him after the match? Like not as fun. It? It's not as fun. It doesn't do anything for Dominic to get beaten. Because, yeah, he's a little Teflon in terms of the next night. People will scream, you know, you got pinned or you tapped out. If, they, if Cody tapped him out, that would be fantastic. The next night on Raw, people just scream, and you tapped out, you tapped out, while he's getting booed out the ring. But imagine he's trying to cut a promo. He won the match. People just rain and booze down. Adversity, Joel. We well, this do. is part of the adversity. You lost to Cody. Cody Rhodes lost to Dominic Mysterio. That's adversity. That's an extra layer of just pissed offness. Can we? This is an adversity. Losing wrestling matches is not adversity. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Cancer is adversity. The the torn pectoral was actual adversity. You lost a wrestling match. Okay, it's not. People lose all the time. Basketball players lose basketball games. This is not, oh, we got to go through the adversity of losing and then we can reach our heights. No, coming back from a season-long injury, that's actually adversity on something. You you lost. Every No one stays undefeated forever. It's not adversity. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of downplaying what actual adversity is. It's dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. And I agree. I really do. This is, and again, this isn't adversity in this case. It is 
adding a layer to a story and giving an edge to a character that was literally petting his dog and being nice to the reporter this past week. By the way, that Pharaoh debut, huge numbers for WWE. Good for them. And they yeah, bring in- Pharaoh on every show. They do. Now they have to have Pharaoh everywhere. Pharaoh is going to be on that big double-decker bus that uh, that Matt, uh, sorry, not Matt McCarthy, that Alex McCarthy was talking about on Monday's show for the big uh, BT Sports interview thing. Put great, with- honestly, if they interviewed Pharaoh. Yes. Pharaoh, how was your WWE Raw debut? Rough. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Was it the catering? Was it the mistreatment? Did Vince change your lines at the last minute? What are we doing here? <laughs> Anything else happened on Raw? Like Worth plenty. talking about? They did the Women's Summit. Trish Stratus made it. Hashtag thank you, Trish. Uh, okay. Becky grabbed the briefcase. Are we still running the whole, if you grab the briefcase, the visual is gone and you cannot win? Or does Becky still stand a chance? Do you have another woman that you're thinking of in that match that might win? Big uh, big surprise, maybe? What do you think? She's training with Kevin Owens on climbing the ladder. That was a great video that didn't actually make television, which understandable. Uh, but, you know, that was, that was fantastic. Um, I don't think Becky's going to win. I... I actually kind of think Trish or Zoe Stark is going to win. And they're because the cash in for forever has been with the women's side has been like night of. And I think they're finally going to do a delayed one because I don't they haven't done a delayed one since I guess technically Asuka was kind of delayed. But, mm-hmm. you know, she just got handed. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the last delayed one was Carmella. And that was the most delayed one. And that was the first year. So I think they're finally going to do, and they're going to have the heel keep it for a while. And look, if it is Trish, then you can get a lot more mileage out of, you know, Trish just having that briefcase and holding it over. Um, Or if it's Zoe, you know, Trish can talk her up a lot as well. So I think it's going to be one of them and they're going to have, they're going to hold on to it for a little bit. Yep. I agree. This is uh, this is the year where the women's money in the bank holder, should be holding that briefcase for a while. Um, at least at least 30 days, let's say. At least a month. And that's not long, but it'll be, you know, it would be 29 days longer than the last few winners. Uh, so let's let's hope that uh, if it's going to be anyone, I'm fine with Zoe Stark. I think Zoe would be a shock. I think Zelina Vega would be a shock, but I don't necessarily want that because she's not a baby face or sorry she's not a heel uh she's very much a baby face right now and unless you turn the entire lwo then it would work but it's a very it's a heel briefcase we talked about this it's used to to turn around and and steal a victory everyone who's called their shot hasn't really come out much from it other than john cena in 2006 nothing else I'm- Bailey was a baby face when she cashed in immediately, right? Yeah, Charlotte. that was probably the last time where it felt like a big deal when a baby face. See, I, I think you can. One. Yeah, live, live as well. I think you can still like you can do the baby face immediate turnaround, especially if you're doing it on a heel champion, which both champions are heels right now. Like if Zelina, after getting beat by Rhea all this time, turned in and cashed in on her, like she'd get the big pop, but Rhea. Rhea doesn't have a match uh, at Money in the Bank. I guess she's going to beat up Natalia again on Raw. Um, yeah, she doesn't have a Money in the Bank match to do like the immediate 
kind of cash in. And that's when they would do it. They're not going to send Zelina out there cold to cash in. Um, so, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a baby face cash in though. I think it's going to be, I, I think it's going to be a heel win and a delayed you know, wait for it. Yeah. Delay it. And, and again, I, I like Zoe Stark holding it. I think it adds again, talking about layers, it adds layers to the story between Becky and Trish. It adds the story of Trish and, and Zoe as well. Um, it's a lot of things that when people were talking about the money in the bank men's ladder match, some people were talking about Jimmy J or solo holding that briefcase and Roman being a little, you know, leery the entire way you can do that with Zoe. It's a little different because this is just Trish feeling like you're going to steal my spot. You're going to steal my opportunity. And Becky being like, I hate all of you. Um, there's still, there's some opportunity there. I like that. You can do that. We'll, we'll talk more money in the bank on uh, on Friday as we would be a day away from the show on, on Friday. And we have SmackDown to talk about as well. Um, briefcase of a champion. That's all I got to say. I would love that promo to cut. Oh my God. If he cut that promo, if he wins and cuts that promo, does, does shoes of a champion on raw or on SmackDown, I would be just delighted. <laughs> let's, uh, let's preview dynamite real quick. Cause that's, that's coming up tonight. What do we got? Uh, we got a big tag team tornado tag team, uh, match. I don't know, man. <laughs> I can't. Between Frank the Clown and now the Painmaker coming back, <laughs> Painmaker Chris Jericho it's, is back to take it with Dar- with uh, Sammy Guevara to take on Darby Allen and Sting. In is hell- this is this the loss for Sting and Darby? Is it Jericho and Sammy? Is this the L they finally take? Chris Jericho pins Sting to Why? set up. Why? I mean. I don't know, but at some point, Sting's got to take an L. And Chris Jericho, who's taken a lot of L's recently, could be looking at this of like, let me get that. Let me let me get that victory right there. I'm I'm just throwing it out there that this might be the W for Chris Jericho, and this might be the L for Sting. What if Sting pins Jericho and that pisses off Jericho so much even further that he uh, throws another water bottle at, a, at the journalist? <laughs> and no, but seriously, what, what if it is Sting pins Jericho and that just goads Jericho so heavily into you know more matches, more you know more fighting, whatever it is, just something like that. I, I, well, what, I, what is the more fighting like? I, I think the story is is partially with Sammy, right? So I think if it's okay, Sting pins Jericho, and then Sammy realizes, oh, maybe Chris like just doesn't he, he's not very useful to me anymore. He's taken a lot of losses. I think that could be the story. Sting pins Jericho. Sammy realizes Jericho just isn't valuable. I think there's also a story to Jericho pinning Sting and Jericho explaining to Sammy, hey, this is why I'm still valuable. This is why you're still needing me, and still kind of you know, manipulating Sammy a little bit with that. So I, it could go either way and I'm leaning towards the ladder as Sting finally takes that loss. And Darby's just standing off to the side being like, all right, nobody wants to talk to me. I'm just going to go hang out in the corner. <laughs> like we're not even talking about Darby Allen in this case, but uh, what, you know, is there any character development opportunities for Darby out of the four of these guys in this match? Um, 
is it worthwhile to do anything with Darby since we have so much going on? I, I, I don't think this is really about Darby. I think this is the, the development for Darby would be the, the sting story. Sting finally takes that loss. And then sting is a little bit like, Oh man, you know, he said he doesn't know when he's going to retire type of thing, but he feels like it might be by the end of this year. He said it wasn't going to be Wembley, you know, wrestlers, they tell the truth. Um, so it could be Sting is like kind of doubt, like he finally takes the loss and then Darby has to kind of talk him up of like, no, you're, you're still Sting. You, you still got it. So I think that's how you can factor in a Darby development, um, you know, without him being factored into the, the pinfall or anything. Tomohiro Ishii takes on John Moxley. Sorry, Ishii, that you had to stay in Hamilton for the last few days. I hope you found what to do. Uh, this, I guess, was supposed to be the Danielson match because uh, Brian had mentioned that he wanted to face Ishii one-on-one, but clearly not going to be the case, uh, at least not for a while. So John Moxley pulls the draw. What do you think, uh, Ishii and Moxley? It'll be fun. I mean, I assume Moxley wins, but it'll be a good match. I, I do wonder, you know... You- you mentioned earlier about blood and guts and seemed like it might be BCC elite. And now Danielson's injury might change plans there. Omega, his status might change plans. Who knows how that's going to be. Maybe you just take both these guys out of the match and you have a much less greater match if that's what you're going with. Um, but yeah, it seems like it's just continuation of that. It's a cool, it's a cool match. We'll, we'll see where, where it goes from there but it it just feels like just a fun match which cool yeah exactly and then uh in the owen hart tournament first round on the women's side dr Britt breaker dmd takes on ruby Soho. a lot of people uh it's kind of a 50 50 feel it's uh could be the outcast costs brit or it could be that brit beats ruby there's a a lot on the table here what do you think with the uh the owen hart foundation opening tournament match I think Brit wins. Who's the who's on the other side of the bracket? It's uh, is Athena, it Anna, Athena, and Willow? Or are you talking on their side of the bracket? It's yeah, yeah, Anna, yeah. Anna and Brit. Oh, sorry, Anna, Anna, Ruby, and Brit. Okay, yeah, because Anna, Anna won, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh no, Sky, so I think Sky Blue won. Sorry, Sky Blue won. Okay, Sky Blue won. Okay, sorry, my bad. Um, in that case, it might be Ruby. Uh, because Sky Blue and Ruby makes more sense than than Brit and Sky Blue. Um, yeah, I, I think Ruby ends up winning. I think the Outcasts get involved and, because Jamie's not there to like help Brit or anything. So yeah, I'll, I'll go with Ruby. I think it's Brit. I think okay. Brit's going to the finals. I think it's going to be Brit and Athena in the finals. That's what okay. Yeah. I'm all out of that. Uh, and then, of course, they're also going to have mostly the other stuff is happening on Rampage or Collision. So we, uh, we have people no- talking. We'll hear from MJF and Adam uh, Cole, baby. Yeah, we'll we'll hear from those guys. We'll hear from these guys as I well. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. After does he do a you people? Does he do a you people 100%, promo? Hundred yeah. percent. And I'm so excited for it. You people made me do this. You people made me turn on Hook. I hope he says to Hook. First rule in pro wrestling, nobody is your best friend. I just want him to do that one little thing. I want Taz to just just on the uh, on the commentary just tear into Jack Perry. 
and like and and jungle boy has no idea it's happening but then he watches this back sometime and he goes after taz and that's that brings hook out and that kind of kickstarts the inevitable you know match that we're gonna have with these two to do it for the FTW title though yeah i mean they should why not yeah the title's not? there yeah uh more pairings for the blind eliminator are announced uh yes more pairings for the blind eliminator i hope oh okay teams with wow oh that's surprising that's a that's a great team yes sounds like fun uh did i say this with you or did i say this with kate it really just feels like this entire tournament is going to end up adam cole and mjf can coexist until the final when mjf clocks adam cole with the diamond dynamite diamond ring costs him the match he loses the pinfall in the finals to whoever wins the uh the, the blind tag eliminator why wouldn't mjf want more gold because he doesn't want to wrestle more his biggest problem with getting drawn in this tag eliminator was that he'd have to wrestle more he lets adam cole just do all the work exactly and adam cole does all the work and continues to win and drag him along but yeah. here's the caveat MJF also loves to win, so every time, M- so every time Adam Cole is about to get the win, and you know does his his shining knee, MJF blind tags and takes the pin away from Adam Cole. But they win. Yeah, they win, and then MJF they that's this is how they win the tag titles. They no, but they FTR. don't win the tag titles. They don't. No, that's they do. All, no, they cannot. Yeah. Because MJF is like, I don't want to work more than I have to. I ain't going anywhere else. Adam was- Cole's doing all the work. MJF is taking all the glory. He's the tag champ. He's the Dynamite Diamond Ring champ. He's the Triple B champ. Give him the TNT title. That thing's being passed around. Let him have that thing too. Pretty easy to get your hands on it. But I don't think MJF wants to work on a on Rampage. He doesn't want to work on Collision. He is. He's working on Collision this week. He's That's wrestling true. this week. It's going to be a big deal, MJF making a Collision appearance. Three shows in, they're already they're already putting MJF on the show. Does that mean that Collision's a huge failure? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're not. We're not doing that with the ratings just because they fell. You know, wanted, everything. You know how I wanted to start today's show? By the way, I wanted to say, Jeremy, I want to talk about ratings, and then you would have been like, "Oh God, no!" And I would have been like, "Showbuzz Daily announced that they are ceasing operations." Yeah, yeah, Showbuzz, man. They, this is the I, second I time, by the way. It is, and then they came back after the you know the first time. Uh, they really didn't even like take a hiatus uh, on that. Um, I loved, I loved, loved, loved their statement where they were like, "We appreciate everyone, except these wrestling trolls. <laughs> like you guys suck." <laughs> They're not long. Though. They know. They know, right? They know. They've definitely been a part of it. Anyway, let's get out of here. We've done our time. We're not going over this week, baby. We'll be back on Friday. Casey Navarro is going to be here from Warrior Wrestling. He is the Warrior Wrestling World Champion. Who else is going to be on the show? I don't know, but maybe you'll find out soon enough when we announce those people. Uh, Jeremy, go ahead. Plug the stuff. We'll go home. Um, I don't know. Fightful overbooked. That's where you want to be. That's where you're at. Uh, if you're listening on audio, uh, please leave us a good review on, on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on. Cause that helps us. And again, go to fightfuloverbook.com. You can subscribe, you can support all the great contributors we have over at fightfuloverbook.com. Um, shout out to the tag talk girls, Haley and Kylie. They'll be on hiatus 
for a little while, unfortunately. Very sad. Uh, but once they are ready to return, they are more than welcome to return. We have New Japan Bread Club, new episode probably next week. I believe uh, the new episode will be next week. New Japan Bread Club. Uh, indeed, tonight with Mike and Righteous Reg, an hour early because Mike is headed to Dynamite tonight. He is going to be uh, at the Hamilton event for Dynamite, so an hour early for indeed tonight uh coexisting with rob and maggie fridays 3 p.m eastern right here on this channel all our interviews are cut as well joel and kate at eight uh sundays at eight o'clock p.m eastern i think that's all the all the shows that we yeah have. i think you got it looking um, forward to yeah look at me there you go it's gonna be a lot lot going on so uh like jeremy was saying indeed does drop at 5 p.m eastern tonight so go enjoy that and enjoy dynamite enjoy the rest of your wednesday I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Go ahead, leave a thumbs up on the video and subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. If you tap that bell, notifications come your way and you'll see all the content that we drop because we're not kidding every day, more than once a day. Okay? Till then, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.